Welcome, everyone, to the Islanders Never Say Die podcast. I'm your host, TJ, and with me here, as always, is our NHL analyst and expert, the grumpy old man. They say there's no shame in his game because he's always the same. That's me. I don't know. I, I feel like today's podcast is just the start of a a sigh of disappointment. I have a question. New York Islanders. Sure. I have a question. Before we get into the Islanders, <laughs> before we get into that, what should, should we do a little housekeeping first? Well, yeah, let, let's let's do some housekeeping first. For those of you who are new to the channel, welcome. This is a twice-a-week All-Islanders podcast that takes place. Grumpy, what days does this show take place? Wednesdays and Saturdays at 8 o'clock-ish. 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Wednesdays and Saturdays. And if you're new to the channel, we invite you to stick around a while. There's a few things that you've got to do. You've got to subscribe on YouTube, like on Facebook, and follow on Twitter. Also, if you enjoy the content, the best way to let us know you enjoy this content is by leaving a thumbs up. Apparently, it helps the algorithm. It helps get mine and the grumpy old man's word out to the masses. Um, but <laughs> yes, so that's that. This is what our show is a twice a week All Islanders podcast. We also have a secondary podcast called TJ and the Grumpy Old Man, and that is on Thursdays, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and on Sundays, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So tomorrow, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And it's an all-sports podcast. We talk anything and everything sports. We talk world football. We talk NHL, NBA, MLB, college athletic, March Madness. We talk about NFL and much, much more. So if you just want to enjoy kind of the banter of talking all things sports and just kind of having good laugh with it, the TJ and the Grumpy Old Man Show is an absolute must watch. Now it's with myself, Grumpy, and Sun X, the magnificent Sun X. So you can find this on either you could search on YouTube, but you could find it in the link in the description below or as a featured page on our YouTube channel called TJ and the Grumpy Old Man. Very true. Now, you had a question for me, Grumpy. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, I, I just got, want to I have, take care I, of some I, housekeeping first. Yeah, I do have a question. Oh, sure. If you were going to have a, if there was going to be a fight of some sort between animals, would you pick a bulldog or a husky dog? Which one would you pick? If like it was a fight to the death, a bulldog or a husky dog? Well, how big of a bulldog are we talking here, Grump? Uh, I, just regular sized bulldog. A bulldog or like a Siberian husky? What? Yeah, uh, yeah. Husky. Okay, Yukon tonight over Gonzaga. Thank you. Yeah. Now here's the thing, Grumpy. Just as I've told you, as I told everyone on the TJ and Grumpy Old Man Show, watch out for the Gonzaga bulldogs, Grump. Watch out. They're going to win it all this year. I said that before the tourney even started. Watch out for Gonzaga. They've got an ability to make a deep run. They're going to beat UConn. They're going to keep just marching their way into the finals. Watch out for Gonzaga. Florida Atlantic is going to the Final Four. Got to love that. Got to love the Cinderella story. But, but, but that's for tomorrow. Yes, I know, Grumpy. Now, today, right? I, I don't know. I feel like we we're, we're slowly trying to enter our way into what we just saw. Um, today, we're recording this show on Saturday, as I mentioned. Um, the Islanders just lost to the Buffalo Sabres on home ice. 2 nothing. Shut out by the Buffalo Sabres. Gotta love that, don't you? And really outplayed for the most part. Certainly the whole first period. I thought the second period, um, the Islanders have a little bit of advantage. 
Uh, in the third period, I thought was again Buffalo uh, played much better, and I just, I, you know, I just thought we were kind of past this. Do you where, remember last? Oh, go ahead. No, that's okay. Go ahead. Do you remember last show we had Ariel on, and we love her, great guest too, good person. Now we had, I talked about. Okay, you know what? I, I'm firmly in the camp. The Islanders are making the postseason. I still don't think they can do anything in the playoffs. They're not going to make any noise. And I said, I'm just what I'm so tentative to jump on the Islanders bandwagon to jump right on the back of that and say, yeah, let's go win a Stanley Cup is because as soon as I felt like I was going to jump on that bandwagon, it was going to be like you're stepping on a rake and that pole, the, the pole end was just going to come back and smack me right in the face. And sure enough, since our last podcast on Wednesday, we lost in overtime to the worst team in the NHL, the Columbus Blue Jackets, and then proceeded to lose on home ice to the Buffalo Sabres today. So two very, very poor showings for the Islanders. And I say that really, remember, disallowed goal for Columbus yesterday. Yeah. Furious comeback. Uh, Gaudreau misses a wide open net. I mean, uh, you know, in the last couple of minutes, I thought Columbus deserved that win in regulation. I and you could just tell they're a bad team, but what does it say about us? I, I mean, just the more I watch these last couple of games, it's like, all right. And I still think we're going to make the playoffs, not because the Islanders are going to win their way in necessarily, but I have just absolutely no faith in any of the other teams. Florida today could have made up some ground. 2 nothing lead at home after one against the Rangers. They wound up losing. I mean, true was a fluky goal scored by Patrick Kane off of Aaron Ekblad that uh, kind of turn the tide for the Rangers, but still, I mean, you got to do better than that. If you're a team chasing in a playoff spot and today, the same thing with the Islanders, they could have won today. Pittsburgh loses tonight, Florida loses. They're guaranteed a spot just about, but I mean, like I said, we needed to come away with these four points and we only come away with one. That's disappointing. Disappointing to say the least it's, and we did get to watch. Now here's the thing. Despite it being disappointing, we did get to watch some fantastic hockey or at least moments of brilliance, right? And and for those, you may already know what I'm talking about. Now, there was a goal that was scored against the Islanders, and it was uh, a grump. How would you describe the Michigan goal? The Kent, the Kent Joseph or Kent Johnson goal. I'm sorry. They call it the Michigan goal. The Michigan goal. Now, this was a beautiful play by him. I I'll put it up on screen. We're only going to show it once or twice. But man, oh man, what a beautiful play by Kent Johnson. This was the game. I forgot the game was tied up when this happened. There. Jackets get it back. Kent Johnson, Lee, unable to get a stick on it. Look at that. There's the Michigan. Kent Johnson. Jesus Christ, what a play. Nice play. They're a team that's. Gosh, at least two, three years away. They've though. got they've got a while until I mean you're yeah. the worst team in the NHL. You're probably about two years away. They do have some pieces like Ken Johnson. Was he 19 years old? Yeah. He's young, 19, 20 years old. They've got you know Singleton there. Um they've or I'm sorry, Cole was it Singleton? Cylinder. Cylinder, I'm sorry. My God, I'm getting basketball hockey mix up. Ugh. But uh, yeah, Cole Cylinder. I mean, like they've got a lot of young pieces on that team, but you're right, they're far away and but this this play right here was just beautiful from start to finish. Not for the Islanders, of course, because the reason I'm bringing this up too is 
Do you remember there's a one player on our team that is getting so much love? Whoa, he's been playing so great defensively. Do you know who that is, Grumpy? Who everybody's been singing their glory and praise of as of Number 28. You guys are being way too harsh on, on Alexander Romanoff. Way too harsh. I don't know how you can defend still Noah Dobson's defensive lapses, but yeah, let's let's watch this by Alexander Romanoff. You want to get taught, you want to get you want to see a guy who's caught like in no man's land is like, ah, uh, what the fuck am I supposed to be doing? This is Romanoff on this situation. Again, I think he's played better as of recent, which is important to notice. But he still makes mistakes just like everybody on this unit. That's my point. I, I firmly believe still no Dobson does receive unfair criticism at times. And some guys are just whipping boys of the media, the press, the fan base, etc. I feel like Matt Barzal is one of those whipping ish boys as well that I don't I don't like the the I don't like the uh, the vitriol that comes his way when he makes a bad turnover and it leads to the other team scoring a goal because you know when he's not in the game, you see we have the worst power play in the NHL. And you see, we don't score goals, but I, I'm putting this up here. There, I don't really expect Romanoff to do too much in this situation, but he's kind of stuck in no man's land. It's like, what the hell? I, you know, I'll let you watch again. It's, and here it is, Grump. Whoa! I mean, like, well, because here's the thing. And Johnson does a great job because he's got the guy tied up down low. Romanoff, what the fuck are you doing here? He's like, hey, we're going to go ahead and press him right here. Oh, uh-oh. Uh-oh, and he allows yeah. that wide open, wide open lane behind the net. And I mean, like, what is Pulak going to do? Abandon his man in front of the yeah. net? He's Remember how we talk about somebody is positionally unsound because he wants to lay big hits? This is Romanoff. But the bigger issue is this is what happens when you're playing against high-end talent. Yeah, high-end talent can show High-end talent can make you look silly. So I'm not – all right, Romanoff looked bad there, but – do you think any of our players, with the exception of 13, could make a move like that to make someone look silly? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And here's the thing. As a as a, just a fan of hockey, it was beautiful to watch. I don't like that goal going in against the Islanders. There's nothing Sorokin could have done. There's nothing Pula could have done. And even really, there's not too much that Romanoff could have done. He just took a bad angle. He tried to lay a hit on a guy who was easily able to evade him. And it just this was just all Johnson. This is all Kent just, I mean, taking control of it and just a moment of brilliance on the ice, a brilliance on the ice. It was fun to watch. In Romanov's defense, I'm going to give him, I'll get, he's coming, if you can just rewind it and maybe do like yeah. it really super slow-mo. He walks around, he just walks around average. <laughs> average, not even there. Who's coming to the other side? Horvat. He's, okay, I can't let him get to the front. He makes that beautiful uh, dangle and go the other way. See how... Uh, Romanov skates are turned. After that, he makes that move. There's nothing he can do. He doesn't want to let him get to the front of the net. He's like, okay, we'll let him go around the back. And that's just a special talent able to do that. So, like I said, he's going to get a – you don't want the guy skating right to the front of the net, okay? If Horvat and Lee would have been a little bit more forceful on him, Romanov's not in that position to look as bad as it looks. But it's a skill move by Johnson. That's just what it is. Again, it's just Roman. Okay, what is Romanoff doing from this point, though? Well, he's, he's going to fucking lay a hit. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what he likes to do. I don't need my defenseman to say, hey, let's charge to the blue line here in her own zone. I mean, he's just keeping this, he's just continuing to skate forward. He wants to go ahead and push the issue because that's what Romanoff likes to do, and he gets caught out of position. I mean, like it happens sometimes. I'm just, I brought it up there because number one is a brilliant goal by Kent, and it was just, again, Romanoff 
out of position, trying to force the issue and gets kind of caught with his hand between his legs. So, I mean, it was a great play all the way around. You couldn't do much about it, but the loss, and at least we got to overtime, right? At least we made it to overtime against the Columbus Blue Jackets. Because could you imagine this weekend if we lost to Columbus in regulation and then lost to the Buffalo Sabres in regulation? You want to talk about the alarm bells, people starting to slam the alarm bells? My God, at this point of time in the season, before you're trying to make a playoff push and you lose to the worst team in the NHL and then lose to Buffalo. With, against the, They got shut out by a goalie his last time out, gave up 10 goals. 10. Count them. 10. That's a lot of goals to give up. Dominic Kasich went out there and suited up for the Buffalo Sabres. I don't think that um, Comrie was really super tested today. I don't either. I, I mean, Buffalo, and remember, Buffalo's quit. They've kind of quit. It's funny on the announcing crew. I'm not sure who's who's announcing or who's uh, who's announcing crew. Did you listen to today, Grump? Um, Brian Boucher was doing the color, and uh, Johnny Matadots was the the other guy. They were talking about how this is a huge four point game for the Buffalo Sabers, and a win like that keeps them in the NHL wild card run. Okay. They're only four points behind Pittsburgh. Wow. You're only four points behind Pittsburgh. That's a lot of points to make. To me, it doesn't doesn't affect us because no. we're three points up on Pittsburgh. We're not uh, missing the postseason. We would really have to collapse in order to miss the postseason. I, I firmly believe that. Even with the tough schedule of games, we talked about we've got three really easy games over a four-game stretch. They're over now. Yep. <laughs> we did beat San Jose, so we took care of business against them. We shockingly beat Toronto. And then we proceeded to lose to Columbus and we lost then to Buffalo. Does it change your perception if we beat San Jose, lose to Toronto in uh lose to Toronto in overtime, or just lose to Toronto, then beat Columbus and lose in overtime to Buffalo? Would it make your your feelings a little bit different going into the, where we are now? Just with the way the teams are. Okay, well, I think it had a lot to do with the way we played. I like I, I more cared about the way we played. Points are important at this issue, but once the floodgates open for Toronto, they just kind of well, just kind of gave up, and we just we started to pour it on at home. But to lose the way we did today, getting shut out, it just shows us again we're not that damn good. And the objective is not to make the playoffs. The objective is to win the Stanley Cup. When you watch these last two games against Columbus and then against Buffalo, were you thinking, that's a team that's winning the Stanley Cup? I surely didn't. No. And I thought Varlamov was tremendous in goal today. Yep, except that one, the one little bit. I'm, I'm not even going to blame him on the goal against, but it was it was one he hits Akposo hits off the hits off the inside of the post and in as as again Varlamov usually gets beaten short side like he did that time again, but it hits off the inside part of the post and sneaks in. I'm like freaking Akposo scores his tenth goal of the year. Shockingly enough, isn't it so apropos against the New York Islanders? Um, Varlamov was trying to close up five hole. That's why, because if, if, when he goes to close a five hole, it opens up that little space, which is just where Akposo slid the puck in. He had it covered. Then he's going to cover five hole. The you know the the legs come in as he's going down butterfly and slipped it right in the side. But I mean, honestly, Buffalo deserved to win the game. I think so too. 
I mean, I thought Buffalo played the, this the first time we played Buffalo, or not the first time, but when we played Buffalo about two or three weeks ago, I thought we dominated them. Buffalo looked like shit. They looked like chickens with their heads cut off when they were still in the postseason race and close to us. They looked in shambles, shambolic. Shambolic. Today, I was like, this is a different. You see kind of with those young teams, sometimes they play really good game and button up game, and sometimes they look miserable. I thought today they looked a lot more composed, and um, it came. they came out with the victory. I don't think they look composed. Today, I, I thought just they did. No, we just didn't put any pressure on them today. Okay. Anytime we put a little bit of pressure on them, they were skating around like like the chickens with their head cut off. They're not good enough defensively. And I'm going to say again, Owen Power, send his ass down to the minors. He needs to. He, he, I turn. He's a turnover machine. Another guy that I'm down on for Buffalo, Casey Middlestat. So many dangles, dude. How many times you got to get poke checked by an old team like this? Just. Dump it in, skate past somebody. You don't need to make some fantastical play. Just make a simple play. They turn that puck over so many times because they're too busy fancy doodling everything else. Fancy doodling everything else. Fancy doodling, not good enough. Oh, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Um, Yeah, disappointing. Disappointing, to say the least. These are games where I was not expecting us to beat Toronto, and we did. And we pummeled the shit out of them. I, then you come out and you lay two shitty games against Columbus and now against the Buffalo Sabres. Our schedule doesn't get easier. <laughs> that was the easy part of the schedule. Yeah. The well, the last, of- our last three games should be all be winnable. But Philadelphia's on a freaking roll now. Those pieces of shit. We thought, hey, we thought, okay, three, we played three really bad teams. I mean, I don't consider Buffalo a great team. They're far from it, Grump. No. And, you know, you look at, you played the San Jose Sharks. They're the second worst team in the NHL. And Columbus Blue Jackets are the worst team in the NHL. But what does, the thing about Buffalo is that style is a style that gives us a lot of problems. And it's not like we were, oh, Buffalo was rested and we weren't. They played the same scenario as us. They played last night. And road game last play. night. Yep, they played a road game last. No, no, no. It was a home game last night, and they played a road game today. Okay. I believe. Okay, so the Devils, they beat the Devils on the road. Okay. Yeah. We're at home. Okay. Why oh, they beat the Devils. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah. I mean, Buffalo, you know, to think that Buffalo, hey, maybe they've got a chance, you know, and everything like that. Yeah, because it was in Key Bank Arena in Buffalo. Yeah. Okay. So, um, that's, ugh, I tell you, hard, hard to believe. Hard to believe what transpired did transpire. Um, but I good news, wanna... good news. You want your silver lining? Florida crapped the bed today. Yeah, we're not going to miss the postseason. I'm not worried about us making the postseason. So I, sorry if I don't sound so cheery after our two losses <laughs> against bottom tier teams. But the, I don't think the objective is to make the postseason. It's to try to win a cup. But yes. like you look at the upcoming games you have, they're against tougher opponents, and you know you can't sleep on it. You know you got you've got the Devils. That's our next game on Monday. So we're in a spot where we've got three games in four days. We've got the Devils on Monday. That's an important game. You've got the Washington Capitals on Wednesday. They've beaten us both times they've played us this season. Then you've got the Tampa Bay Lightning. Yeah, John Carlson back. His first game back, he had a goal and an assist. Yeah, they probably miss Carlson a little bit this year. I'm just going to go out on a limb and say that. Um, They play Pittsburgh tonight, right? Pittsburgh's been collapsing. 
They have. They've been playing like complete shit. Tristan Jari blows. Casey DeSmith isn't the answer. They don't have a goalie. I'm really starting to question if Pittsburgh makes the postseason with how poorly they've played as of late. So there's, I think there could be another spot open. As much as we thought Pittsburgh was cemented into a spot just a few weeks ago, looks like they've collapsed. Um, but you've got the Capitals, the Tampa Bay Lightning, the Carolina Hurricanes, and Tampa Bay Lightning. Those are, okay, the Capitals with John, with a healthy John Carlson, those are five really tough opponents in five games. I agree. We could lose, seriously, we could lose the next five games, which to me. I don't think we will. We could, though. I don't think we will. We'll probably lose three, three of them, and maybe we'll get a loser point in one of those. Maybe we go two, two, and one. That's the best case. In my opinion, over the next five games, two, two, and one is best case scenario. I don't see. I could easily see us losing all five. You think that you really? You got to remember, Devils and Carolina are playing for first place. They're playing for first place. They're they will beat us. The Capitals have played really well against us. Beating us both. You look at played us. the Lightning have lost four straight on the road, four straight games, but all of a sudden. The Lightning kind of buttoned it up today. They lost to Boston 2-1, to one, but they played like the Lightning today. If they play like they're capable, we're not beating Tampa Bay. And then our last three games of the year, the Flyers, who I hate the most out of everybody, the Capitals again. Yep. And then the Canadians to close out. Is it not so... <sighs> How just coincidental that, hey, you know, John Carlson's missed since pretty much December on. But, hey, we've got them jam-packed two, two of the last, two, you know, two of the last, what is it, eight-some-odd games or six-some-odd games here? No, eight-some-odd games the rest of the year. He's back healthy. That team's playing well. Who's to say, and I know you're going to you're gonna say, Washington has no chance, but who's to say if Washington wins tonight, they're not maybe poking their head over the top saying, we could pass Pittsburgh. We can pass Pittsburgh. It's a four-point game. If they win in regulation, you know, they'll Pittsburgh will still have a game in hand on them. They'll only be two points behind. And, and Washington, Washington with a healthy John Carlson is a different story. Right. Think about if Pittsburgh had even a semblance of a goaltender, we're on the outside looking in, in the playoff race. Or we're sitting, you know, if, if they did, we're sitting in eighth place. I firmly believe that. If if Pittsburgh had a goalie, we're sitting in eighth place. No, we're five. We're five points less than we have now. Oh, because of the games that we stole from them. Okay. Yes. Gotcha. Gotcha. Those yeah, three. Those three games where we picked up, uh, we picked up six out of six points, and Pittsburgh had one. If they had a goaltender, they have all six, and we have none. And we're not even talking about playoffs. I mean, that's that's those are just facts. Again, the goaltender. That that's the that's the only thing that makes us a team to, to consider moving forward in the playoffs is because our goaltending is so much better than just about everybody else in the league. The best goalie on planet earth. Yeah. It's that simple. I, he's fantastic. Now I did, I did screenshot something I thought was funny. They mentioned um, in the telecast, the Islanders have 19 count it 19 come from behind victories this year. That is fourth in the NHL. They have nine of those 19 come from behind victories in the third period. You want to talk grumpy about something that's just ridiculous. Nine come from behind victories out of how many wins do we have this year? We've got 37 wins. Nine of them we've come from behind in the third period to win. We don't quit. No, we don't. Don't quit. 
Islanders never say die. We're okay. Think about this though. Almost twenty five percent of our victories are come from behind wins in the third period. Almost twenty five percent of our victories this year come from behind in the third period. Not like hey, we took a lead in the third period. Hey, and we were able to hang on to that. Oh, come from behind in the third period. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we, we do a good job of fighting back in the third period. That's for certain. You know, it's a team that never does say die. Um, but I will tell you this. Now, they interviewed Grumpy, a few members of the uh, the Islanders asking about. And thank you, everybody, for tagging us in these because I do not watch enough of the post games anymore. They were talking about, hey, you know, what do you think about the performance, the poor performance um, against uh Against Columbus, Kyle Palmieri, other members of the team were quoted saying things like, hey, we just didn't really come ready to play. Kyle Palmieri saying, we didn't really come ready to play yesterday against Columbus. I, I, see, for me, holy shit, this is a veteran team fighting for his playoff life, and he, we're going to double down on these guys. How many times all year have we said, you know what, we didn't come out ready to play? How many games do we go down in the first period where we're getting outshot 15 to 5 because we just didn't come out ready to play? That's on the leadership in the room. That's number 27. What are you saying to these guys? Nothing? Too much complacency in the Islanders. Way too much complacency in that locker room. I said it, I said it three, four years ago. I'm still saying it today. Too much complacency with the New York Islanders. How the fuck does Josh Bailey, who's been benched for how many games in a row, get put back in the lineup? And where is he put? Is he put on a third line or a fourth line? Nope. Right to the first line. How is that guy deserving of a first line spot? Especially after he's been benched how many games for his lackadaisical, uninspired, zero play. Did you even did you even hear his name mentioned at all today? No. You'd never hear anything about Josh Bailey. Why the, why the frick is he back in the lineup, first of all? And number two, how is he on the first line? It's been like that his whole career. He sucks all the time. Something happens, and it's like, well, just put him on the first line. That'll take care of it. Spread the suck around. That's all I do. I, 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 it's infuriating. I, I first thing I said, oh, Josh Bailey's back after being benched for who the hell knows how long. And he's like, and he's playing on the first line. I'm like, are you kidding me? The first line is invisible, by the way. Second line is invisible. The only line really doing anything, Parise's line. That's it. That's it. With a little bit of chipping from the fourth line. But they don't have anybody who can score. Well, it's funny. Now, this is this is from the Twitter handle. Josh Bailey sucks. Or Josh Bailey's really bad. Or Josh Bailey sucks. God, hold on. Let me tell you. Josh Bailey is bad, is what the Twitter handle's called. Um <laughs> I'll let you watch it, Grump. Now, it's funny. He said, when people say Josh Bailey is a 200-foot player, they're right. He sucks in every zone. Oh! So I'll let you watch this. This was, you might you might notice this, right? Three, six minutes and 48 seconds remaining in the third period. Zero-zero game. I'll let you watch it transpire. Well, Bailey fighting for the puck along the boards. Okay, well, it's not the end of the world. You know, occasionally you're going to lose some puck battles along the boards. I'm not expecting you to win every puck battle. That's fine. Well, let's take a look. Actually floating back, Josh Bailey. Shit. Look at this, Josh Bailey. 
guess who was supposed to be back there helping see like this is what happens when you play barry trotz's hockey where you don't want to put any goals on the board when you have a guy like this who's just like i'm going to take a lazy play for a second you're going to give up a fucking goal and you can't be lazy at all ever and josh bailey just kind of loafing his way back and there's this guy and can i just say anders really lost every single board battle today Every single one. Mm. Every one. Brock Nelson. Did he even play today? I don't know. He was invisible too. <laughs> oh. The t- first two lines are just they're uh, deplorable. Mm. How much did they miss Matt Barzell? How much did they miss him? They miss they him. They better hope that Matt Barzell comes back because Bo Horvat won't even put up a point in the playoffs. Not even Ooh. one. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about and here's the thing. As I've mentioned before, I like Bo Horvat as a player. I do. I think he does a lot of things I like. I like the energy. I like the compete level. He's uh, he's one of these guys that you say he's like, um, he's a jack of all trade, master of none. That's what Bo Horvat is. He does a lot of everything really well, but not great, but he does it pretty well. And you like that. You need guys like that on your team. Here's the unfortunate part. You can't go ahead and trade for a guy giving up first round pick. Anthony Bavillier, who's been on a tear. Anthony Bavillier has more points scored since the NHL trade deadline than any other player traded at this year's NHL trade deadline. The guy's got 17 points since being traded at the NHL trade deadline. 17 points in 22 games. I don't care about that. And Anthony Bavillier, and, and, and not to rot. To, here's the thing. It does matter, right? I'm just saying. I'm it's, just talking about the value you give up. It's fine. Great. You don't care about the value. It still makes it still. Maybe it means something to some grumpy. But it gave up a lot of value for a guy like Bo Horvat to help put the puck in the net, to help out the power play. Oh, well, because Matt Barzal's out, that's the reason Bo Horvat couldn't put up points. He has 10 points in 22 games, Bo Horvat. 10 points in 22 games. You remember how I've been saying, guys, maybe this is something that might be an issue. Hey, guys, I said this early. Maybe this is something that might cause us a little bit of trouble. Oh, it doesn't matter. You know, we're getting scoring from Casey Zizekas and Cal Clutterbuck and Matt Martin. It doesn't matter if a guy like Bo Horvat's putting the puck in the net or not. Well, you can't rely on Casey Zizekas and, and freaking Cal Clutterbuck and Matt Martin to score every fucking game. It's just a sad truth of it. And that's how you end up getting shut out on home ice against the Buffalo Sabres. I mean... Yeah, I know that Nelson had, I think, did he have a goal or two goals yesterday against, um, who's the goalie? First of all, Hutchinson was his name, right? Yeah. I mean, he was terrible. And you know what? He played like Michael Hutchinson, the way he played goal. Do you know who Michael Hutchinson is? No. He used to be the lead singer of In Excess, and he wound up uh, dying. He wound up hanging himself, having, you know, like asphyxiation sex, and he wound up, it went too far, and he error. So he played like a dead man in goal. That's what he played like. I mean, he was through the goals that he let in. I'm sorry. And all because Columbus is just turning the puck over. It's not like they're doing anything special. It's mistakes by the other team. Just, oh, flubbed off my stick. Oh, threw it in my guy's skates. And because we're not getting out of the, it's just, it's just frustrating. It's fr- these last two games are frustrating to watch. They really were. It's really frustrating. Okay. But getting back to the point, we we're talking about Bull Horvat, Grump. <laughs> because <laughs> yeah. I do want to bring it back there. You wanted to bring it to Brock Nelson. You lost steam. You went all over the place. That's fine. I know you don't like Brock. Brock's got 67 points this season. I, I'm, just, I'm just saying that he was invisible today. Invisible. So it was a lot of the team. <laughs> so so was a lot of team. Now, I I want to go back to the Palmieri comment before I go back to Bo Horvat. Now, Palmieri said, we just didn't come ready to play. It means one or two things. 
One, we're just not, we just didn't pay enough attention, which is concerning. These two games, which are against bottom tier teams in the NHL, and the Buffalo Sabres, right? They're not even top half. They're bottom half of the NHL regarding the points they've accumulated this season. We don't come out. We're not ready to play. That's a problem on everybody. That's that's a problem from players. That's a problem across the board. Not ready to play. Or it means that since we've been playing this buttoned-up defensive style for 10, 15 games, that we've oh, been yeah. requiring every single player to play 200 feet maybe it's really tough to give that playoff atmosphere and the playoff energy every single night. Maybe our old 30-plus-year-old forwards don't have the ability to go ahead and play a 200-foot game every single night over a 15-20 game span. Wouldn't you think, after getting benched for how many games, Josh Bailey, that you would not be uh, somebody who committed a lack of effort on a play like that? Sure, yeah. I mean, and it was lackluster going into the corner, loses that, of course. Um, then he just kind of floats back, drifts over the blue line. His guy gets a pause. Oh, maybe I'll go get him. Too late. He's just floating. He's just standing around. A lot of us were standing. But here's the thing. I'm going to single out the guys who weren't once again. You have yourself, uh, Zach Parisa, I thought was really, really good again today. Really good. I thought Pajot was good. Um, I thought the fourth line was good today particularly Clutterbuck and Casey. But the big guys, nothing, nothing today. That's just disappointing. That's really disappointing. I thought Fashing was, I thought Fashing played well today too. But he's a hustle guy. The whole thing is, I just, for the life of me, when Palmieri comes out and says, we didn't come out ready to play. I, that's the, what this whole team for to be successful, this team to be successful has to come out ready to play because you're not going to out-talent anyone. Not anyone. You have to work harder. And there are instances where, you know, you see all these younger teams, you know, just we're playing our little fancy. We're just kind of floating it around back there. And the Islanders are outworking them and picking the puck off. That was not, it's not been the case the last couple of games. Like, dudes, what are you doing? As I mentioned, one or two things. We just didn't put forward the effort in order to win because mentally we just didn't want to put forth the effort against bottom tier teams. Or the second one is, the old legs just can't play a full 200-foot game for 15, 20, 30, 40, 50 games in a row. Like we've been doing it for 15-plus games. Maybe we don't have the ability to do it 20, 25, 30. Maybe we occasionally have to go ahead and get those little bit of rest time periods. That's all I can think. It's either one of those two teams, one of those two things. Either one, they're not great to think of your team just in a playoff race is coming out saying, oh, just sorry, guys. We weren't ready to play against the worst team in the NHL today. We weren't ready to take care. That was the freaking name of the show, to, or whatever, last week, was taking care of business. We were beating the teams we were supposed to, and I was happy. Great. We're not playing tough teams. We're taking care of the teams we've got to take care of. And you beat Toronto in an impressive fashion, and then you go ahead and shit the bed. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Just, like, it, was, it continues to leave me more questions with this team than answers. The only thing it says to me is, and I, I still think we're going to make the playoffs. Yes, we will make the playoffs. If we make the playoffs, it doesn't matter who we play. We're getting beat easily. Easily. Yes. yes. Four or five games. That's it. That's yep. it. The goalie's not, the goalie's great. But these other teams are really good offensively, and just one goal might do it every night. I mean, you look at Carolina, um, you look at Carolina and Boston, they play button-up defense. 
button-up defense. You have to have speed to beat them. They don't get flustered if things start breaking down in their defensive zone. They don't get flustered. It's not like those teams are brand new to the playoffs as well. No. <laughs> They've got experience. They've had success in the postseason. It's not like, oh, man, oh, we lost game one, and now we're down two goals at home. Oh, God, we're going to pitch in the tent. We're done. That's not those type of teams. So It, it was just frustrating. These two games were frustrating to watch. I want to I wanna go ahead and bring it back to Bo Horvat because I know you wanted to take it to Brock, but, but Bo Horvat, right? I think that... The problem I don't have. Matt Barzell. We, he, des- he desperately needs Matt Barzell back. He's he not does. even skating yet. He's not even skating yet. Are you going to let me ask you a question? Would you rush him back for a playoff run if he's not ready? No. Because we have We're no offense. Close. We have no offense without him. None. None. Hey, but remember, we were winning games. Got uh oh. And I'm going to tell you what. Oh no. Zach Parise should play on the first line. The way he's playing right now, throw him on the first line. Just okay, and hold, stop, 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 stop. Stop trying to take it all over the place because I want to talk about Horvath because I do want to talk about Zach Parise hitting his 20th goal, but let's not jump around all over the place. Let's finish up our, our, our Bo Horvat. You're talking about how he desperately needs Matt Barzal. Lane Lambert's still hopeful that he's going to return before the remaining 11 games of the season comes to a close. He still thinks that, or I'm sorry, the remaining eight games um, come to a close. Um, Lane Lambert thinks Matt Barzal will be ready to play before the season ends. What percent is he going to be? You know what I mean? Is he at risk for re-injuring? I got to think it's the knee, right? Is he at risk for re-injuring whatever injury he had? Do you want to risk it where maybe he blows it out totally and then you miss him for you know half of next year? Is it worth it? To me, unless he's 100%, he should not be playing. I agree with that. I agree with that. He should not. We're not a team where it's like, oh, this is the Stanley Cup Finals. It's the opening round of the NHL playoffs. That is your star player who is going to be entering in on an eight-year contract. All you need to do is rush him back before he's ready and get injured. Because you're right, he's not skating. To expect somebody to be back, oh, we're expecting to be back before the season ends. Well, the regular season, Grumpy, last game is on April the 12th. Well, shit, he's not even skating yet, and that's what, two and a half weeks from now? Six. Um, what? April, April 12th. 18 days. 18 days. He hasn't even been skating yet. He hasn't been skating on his own yet. He hasn't been skating with the team yet. He hasn't been lacing up a pair of skates and going out there for a little glide yet. Hey, we're hopeful he'll be back. I don't know. I, I have to. There's no reason for him to lie about his feeling towards Matt Barzal potentially getting, you know, being ready to go. But that's not a guy you should rush back, and you shouldn't try to play superhero when the team is in the state where the team is. But you're right. Bo Horvat desperately needs Matt Barzal to produce points. That is a little worrisome, thinking that we gave a guy who is completely dependent on somebody else to provide any sort of point production. Ten points in 22 games is freaking. Not good enough. Agreed. Not good enough. Yeah. I, I just, I agree. I agree. Um, but he's not a creator. You put Matt Bar- Barzal out there with him, he's going to put points up. I'm Victory sure he will. I'd like to think that's the case. Yeah. Hopefully. But remember, this guy has played with creators in Vancouver before. 
And this guy is consistently a 55 to 60 point a year guy. What I'm worried about, and I always have been worried about since we originally traded for him, is this is a guy who is performing, who's having a, a freaking a career year and a contract season. That's what I was worried about. And even when he gets Mapars all back, are we still going to see some struggles in the point department? Because I didn't, you didn't pay a guy eight and a half million dollars a year to say, hey, put up 50, 55 points a year and we'll be happy. It's not why you pay a guy a forward eight and a half million dollars a year over eight years. I, I agree, but he played so well with Matt Barzal. When Barzell's back next year, I expect production from him. I just it's kind of I'm I guess I'm just a little surprised at his total lack of production without Barzal in the lineup. Just total. But look who he's playing with, right? Again, Bailey and Lee. I mean, I, what do you expect them to do? What do you expect them to do? I mean, if Barzal's out there, okay, you can't put Lee on that line. They're going to have to get themselves a left wing next year. Going to just have to get themselves a high-end left wing. You can't just have the, um, you know, the rotisserie wheel of suck out there on the left wing. Can't have okay. that. Just, just to go ahead and provide this information to you as well. When, Bohor, when Matt Barzal was healthy, Bo Horvat played seven games with Matt Barzal on the same line. He had four points in seven games. That sounds an awful freaking an awful lot like 10 points in 22 games are pretty damn close to it. He had four points in seven games with a healthy Matt Barzal. It wasn't lighting up the score sheets with with Matt Barzal on the line, too. Their power play was a lot better, though. Yeah, 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 their power play was better. Our power play as a whole this year has been shitty. And when you look at it throughout the entirety of the year, we had a a little small sample size of maybe six or seven games where we looked like we had a competent power play. But yeah, I'm going to say this. Bohorvat, four points in seven games with Matt Barzal. I'm not expecting him to be a point-of-game guy ever, and we're paying him like he should be. That's that's the thing I always worry about. It is it is worrisome that a guy that I'm I was hoping would be able to put up some points and wouldn't be as dependent on Matt Barzal as he is just can't do it. That's a little bit of a worry, but hey. Hey man, he's winning those faceoffs and he's playing a you know 200 foot game. But um, that's a little bit of worry. I do want to talk some positive, right? Because even though sh- things were as shitty as they were this weekend, and trust me, they were shitty. Zach Parise hit freaking 20 goals, and I will tell you this, Grumpy. You said when Andy Francis came on the show and he thought Zach Parise could score 20 goals, you freaking laughed him off, and so did I. We both laughed him out of the freaking. We laughed him off the show. Could not believe he thought Zach Parise, Zach freaking Parise of all individuals, could score 20 goals, and there he is proving me wrong. It's got proving four empty wrong netters. Too, it's got four empty netters, right? The season's still four young. empty netters. Okay, I'm just saying four empty netters. Oh, stop! The goals are okay, goals. Come okay, on. here's the thing, Zach Parise. Absolutely hit a dead spot. You know, like your car in the olden days, you had a starter in the car. You'd have a dead spot in the starter. And it's like, oh, you have to keep cranking to try to get it past that dead spot to start the car up. He had a dead spot for about 20 games. And I want to say for the last 10, 15, he's been really, really good. Probably their best all-around forward. He's the one. Okay, we talk about reasons why we can make the postseason this year. Sorokin is number one. Zach Parise's up there. Is that is that do you disagree with that? I think Zach Parise, because of the way he's played over the last 15 games when the Islanders went whatever, however many games we however many points we had like 11 wins over a 16 game stretch. Zach Parise had been playing great hockey. Really good. Really good. I mean, for guys 38, like I said, he hit that 
where I thought he was totally, we talked about it on the show. I said, he's done. He hasn't done anything in 20, 25 games. Look bad. But I'll tell you what, he is absolutely found, you know, put a little nitrous, put a little nitrous in the tank. And all of a sudden he's cranking again. I, I think he's been our best forward. He should be playing on the first line. Sure. Sure. I, mean, I know you, maybe you don't want to mix, but if, when, if Barzal comes back, absolutely put him on the left wing with Horvat in the center and Barzal on the, on the right wing. I have no problem with that at all. You need to have a line that can produce, uh, that can put up points. The Islanders don't have one. They just don't have one right now. All of our goals are ugly goals, you know, broken sticks, bouncing pucks, goalies asleep, defensemen don't know what the hell they're doing. I mean, we need somebody who, hey, that's a nice play we ran to produce a goal. You're going to need some of that at some point in time. Yeah, and I will say, isn't it it's funny? We talked about how Johnny Goudreau couldn't see this. Oh, Johnny Goudreau has so few goals. What's happening here? Johnny Goudreau had an absolute freaking rifle and a snipe over Sorokin. Sorokin probably wasn't in the greatest positioning, but it was a fantastic shot in the toy department. I was like, Phew. for everybody who says, oh, Goudreau was such, oh, you know, that Goudreau contract doesn't look good. Goudreau is a freaking machine. He's great. He's a fantastic player. I would have loved him on this team. I tell sure. me a line of Barzal, Goudreau, and Horvat isn't like a top five line in a league. I just think they would be. I think so, too. You have two really fantastic playmakers, and I mean fantastic playmakers. And you've got there Bo Horvat to hopefully finish. That's what he does. That's what he does. I, I like I'm, I'm not – okay, maybe right now – the Horvat trade's not looking good, but I think going forward, as long as he was he with Matt Barzal, I think he's going to be fine. The four more they play together, games, four points in seven games with Matt Barzal. Okay. It's a small sample size, but all I'm saying is this: he's been a career 55, top 60 point a year guy. He in Vancouver, the year we traded for him was well over a point a game pace. We trade for him at his highest point, give him a huge contract, and now he's back on the I'm a 55 point a year guy train. Okay. But he has five and fifteen after Barzal's gone out, right? Sure. So I mean, you know, so he's obviously better with Barzal in the lineup, and their chemistry is only going to get better, not yeah, worse. No, no, I, I don't. Here's the thing: it's a small sample size. That's why I said small sample size. But the, it wasn't like hey, he played seven games in that Barzal and had nine points. And I would say I don't give a shit what the numbers look like now. All I'm saying is there's still the possibility that this guy is a guy is a fifty-five point a year guy. I disagree. I disagree. Okay, we'll see. We shall see. Um, I want to get to the ad read. Or I, hold on, Grumpy. I, I first off, I want you to say that you've been. I know you've been saying you've been impressed with 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 Zach Parise. I want one other guy you've been impressed with over this stretch because I can think there's one other guy that I've been extremely impressed with. That's not a guy we talk about too too often, but I do want to talk about and give him some love now. Cal Clutterbuck. I think he's been really good. I wasn't going to go with. I wasn't going to say Cal Clutterbuck, but you are right with that. Cal Clutterbuck, since coming back from injury, has played really, really fantastic hockey. Took him a couple of games to get back in the road in the feel of things. He's been outstanding as well. Outstanding. This is how he played before he got hurt last year. Uh, last year with the wrist injury. Yes, I think you know the injuries have gotten the best of him, but uh, Cal Clutterbuck, I think, has been outstanding as well. Best player on that line. I know we've talked about Hudson fashing before and how how great he's played. That's a guy, in my opinion, who's a must-sign back this offseason. He's been fantastic. But here is the thing I worry about. 
he is going to get himself a freaking fat contract. I don't. Him. I don't think so. Do you know what his numbers look like this year, Grumpy? I don't know. Was he got twenty five points? I'll pull it up here for you. I mean, he's what a vet minimum now. All from one 40, year. 40, 41 games played, fifteen points plus ten. Okay, so that's, that's fine for a guy who's a bottom six guy. He's probably going to get himself paid two million dollars a year at least. Okay, well you give him a two year deal for three million. Oh no, I'm saying that's a guy we got to sign I, back. He's a guy don't... who I, we were not expecting this year for him to come out of anywhere. And it's like, oh, this is a guy going into the year he was not a part of the plan, but going into the future he absolutely is. And the thing is. He's not 23, 24 years old. He's 29. Yeah. He's so he you, you, the mistake is. He's 27, not 29. Too, okay. Too much money for too long a term for a guy like that. He's a bottom six guy. Two or three year contract and that's it. Two. That's two year deal, three million. We're talking about Lou Lamarillo here. I, I don't, I'm not that's talking about him. He might go ahead and float a four year contract extension too. I can't see that. I mean, they're going to have to get a left wing on this team. They're going to have to. You're stuck with the same group next year. You need a hey, left we wing. We believe in this group, Grumpy. Well, Come on now. What, are you, what, you doubting this group? What level of belief that maybe you scrape into the playoffs to get swept? I just, you know, is oh, do you want to be that team that every year? Okay. Yeah, we just we either make the playoffs or we don't, and we lose in the first round. Maybe we squeak. Maybe somehow we luckily win around and then get rolled, but never a threat. And 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 this also is, this is also also worth mentioning. We talked about what's the sustainability of our team continuing to rattle off wins without our best forward, Matt Barzal. Said no. I, again, I was shocked that we were winning games to begin with without him. And then, you know, as of recent, right, we've lost two against some bad teams. We've got some tough teams ahead. We're going to see what it looks like over more than just a, hey, let's look at a six-game span or a seven-game span to say, oh, we're six, one, and one without the ballerina. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, let's just wait to see what it looks like towards the tail end. He's the guy who significantly helps our team perform, and he's an integral part of this team's success. You can maybe win and freaking with some smoke and mirrors for a five, six, seven game, uh, seven game stretch without him. But over the long haul, you're a better team with Matt Barzal than without Matt Barzal. And we have we've only beaten one good team, Toronto. Sure. Yeah, we killed him. Other than uh, that, we haven't beaten a good team. Today's podcast is brought to you by DraftKings, the biggest tournament in college basketball is underway, and the action is just getting started at DraftKings Sportsbooks, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any pregame money bet and score $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. Plus, combine multiple bets for a shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings will be featuring parlays and odd boost all tournament long so be sure to check out the DraftKings Sportsbook app every day to see 
what they have in store. So you could say, not only am I expecting Gonzaga to win, I'm expecting Timmy to go ahead and score 30 points. You can go ahead and stack those parlays, Grumpy. Um, but hey, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code THPN. Right now, new customers can bet $5 on any pregame money line and get $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Again, with promo code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes in the description for additional details pretty good andrew tj i like the way he just kind of ran right into it like hey yeah we got grumpy we got we got a lot of comments flowing through i'm trying to do our best john smith said what a pathetic weekend the offense is horrid you're right john yeah agreed we knew that you're not as good offensively that map world's all rick roma grumpy i'm not one to say i told you so but i said strength of schedule meant nothing and look at what just happened. Losses to Columbus and Buffalo. That's Those are bad losses. Those are bad losses. At least we got a point out of Columbus. That's correct. That's correct. We did get a point out of Columbus, which I honestly wasn't expecting. Rick Roma said, I am the curve. I just made that up. Nobody steal it. Okay. <laughs> there it is. Anthony Rizzi, Grumpy. TJ, you can't talk me off the ledge again. I'm so effing done with this team. What's the saying? Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. That is the saying. But the Islanders, uh, here's the thing. All I'm saying is I think the Islanders will make the playoffs. Yes. I don't think we're doing anything. They will make the playoffs because the teams around them continue to lose. Yes. And it's right. It's not going to do anything. Here's the thing. We were winning all those games while the other teams were scuffling. Well, they're still scuffling. I know if we're scuffling, I always say it's more important to have the points in the bank than to have to make them up on the back end. Unless another team gets extremely hot and wins on like a six or a seven game winning streak before the end of the season. Two teams. Or, two teams have to get extremely hot to knock us out. Okay. Pittsburgh, if they take care, it's a it's a zero zero tie game between Pittsburgh and the Washington Capitals in the second period. Well, you got to win the game. Who's in net? Do you have any idea? Uh, I can pull that up. Is our pal Jari? Because if that's the case, that's a loss for Pittsburgh. He God. sucks. They have a three-point advantage going into the last few minutes, and they'll lose. Um, in Pittsburgh, Casey DeSmith well, tells you what they th- tells you what they think. Oh my God, Tristan Jari just is so abominable. He is just miserable. Oh, he's terrible. He's terrible. Yeah, but you're right. But I mean, the Florida Panthers were up two nothing early, and then wound up giving up four unanswered goals to the to the New York Rangers. So the Rangers are doing everything they can to help their crosstown rivals, the New York Islanders. <laughs> The thing was, you know, they scored that, that Kane scored that fluky goal. It bounced off of, I mean, from a weird angle, bounce off of Ekblad somehow goes up in the air behind Bobrovsky. And all of a sudden they kind of fell apart for about five, 10 minutes. And that's when uh, the Rangers just kind of took over. And And they started Yaroslav Halak. Halak was in that for the Rangers today too. And Halak Halak, Halak made a couple of really big saves down the stretch. Yeah, big, Florida big, is big, a team that couldn't be, that we couldn't beat. We couldn't beat Florida. Yeah, it's a it's a big it was a big loss for them today, and, and that loss really did help the Islanders. But yeah, we don't match up well against Florida. We don't. You're going to have to win some games against the tough teams here coming down the stretch, right? You can't go ahead and say we lose the Devils, and then we lose in overtime to the Capitals, and then we've got the Lightning, Hurricanes, Lightning. <laughs> you know. You know, the Lightning are not the same Tampa Bay Lightning that they were during that dynasty time period. They're just not. No, they're, they're not. just not the same team. And every every single team has a time period where the fun in the sun starts to end. 
How long do you think Tampa is going to continue to double down on their team before they start looking to restructure? A while yet. I think a while yet. Well, hey, I guess that's what two Stanley Cups and three Stanley Cup final appearances in a row will do for you. But yeah. you can make you can make sense of that. But it's not like you do that when a team can't make the post. We can't make the can't make the finals. Um, anyway, let's continue on here, Grumpy. Um, we've got here a comment from Joseph C. You're welcome, Islander fans, because the Rangers could have easily folded down two nothing tonight and didn't. Thank Boy, you, Joseph. Yeah, thanks. He must have been in the e- the ear of the uh, uh, Rangers in the locker room at, ha- at intermission. Anthony Rizzi says, I want us to lose the nine remaining games and miss the playoffs, lose our first round of this year. I want the media fans to kill the owners and Lou. They deserve to get roasted to no end for this crap. <laughs> Anthony seems a little upset. He is a little black rain cloud. <laughs> D-Cut says, fire lame. Lame. You know, I'm shocked we're not saying let's have Bo Horvat put the puck in the back of the net just a few more times. <laughs> you know, it's not. I, I don't think to. I don't think Lane's at fault. I think Lane has done a real for a first-time head coach. He's done a lot of things that have made me enthusiastic about his ability to change and react with the situation that most most coaches don't do. Agree. He's not the reason why they're. He's not the reason. It's too much the country club. It's country club there. Just like Trotz wasn't the reason last year, right? What no, it's the players. No accountability. There's never any challenge for roster spots. It's just they handpick who's going to play in the lineup before the end of the year. Well, these are going to be our starters for next year. It's like, stop. This isn't like 1960s where you or 1950s where you just keep everybody on your team every year. It's not the way it is. Anthony Rizzi says, we need to chant at every, I'm sorry, at every remaining home game. We want a new GM and owners. Okay. No, you got to. If you're going to do a chant, doesn't go to, it doesn't. It doesn't ring very well. Yeah, and forget the owners. The owners are not the problem. The owners are not the problem here. If you're going to do a chant, it should be, um, Lou must go. Lou must go. Something like that. You can't have too many words. Everybody, you know, it's something that everyone can do. Yeah. Um, that's scary too. Don't get me started. Uh, Andrew L. Grumpy. Disgraceful effort all around. Terrible defensively in our own zone. And this has to be the last game we see Bailey. Maybe he'll be back on the first line again. State of Survival says, thoughts on Bull Duke? I'd like I, what I've seen from him. I thought he was okay. Dobson bailed him out two or three times today when he uh, coughed the puck up in his own zone. Dobson had, I thought, a, a solid defensive game today. No, how can we keep defending Dobson, though, I, All I know is when he's there to clean up Bull Duke's messes. And I thought Bull Duke was good. I like what I see out of Bull Duke. Absolutely. I see there's potential in a guy like that. I see that's a guy who can play for this team in a, in a year or so. I think maybe next year you can challenge for a spot. I really do believe that to be an everyday NHLer. Absolutely. He should be in, in the lineup next year. Yep. Ponenberg Curtis said, bro, we really are the kings of the suck squad. He said that's what the, the name of this show should be today, the kings of the suck squads. Uh, grumpy Frank K. Pathetic in every way. Horvat messing Barzy much. Barzy haters can take it deep. Lambert, Lambert gets a lot of the blame too. Yeah, no, they just they they flat. It's just too much complacency. Just too much complacency. Yeah, that's what happens when there's no competition for spots. Everybody's job is cemented. Everyone gets fat, dumb, and happy. No, can't be like that. Got a comment here from George Pace, Grumpy. 
Buffalo must have been licking their chops knowing they had a man advantage all game because Bailey was playing. You know, it did seem like that. Oh, it seemed no. like that. Jeez. They had, I, I mean, just so much sustained offensive zone time. It's like they were on a power play the whole game. Varlamov was great today. Yeah, he was great. Here, okay, that's something I forgot I, to mention. Do you remember Varlamov, right? We couldn't afford to trade the backup goalie, Varlamov. Well, since the NHL trade deadline, Varlamov has played two games, and we have lost both of those games in regulation. We have played Varlamov twice in the regular season, and we have come away with zero points. And Let me ask you this, ladies and gentlemen. Are we not looking back on that saying, oh, baby, wouldn't it have been nice to trade him away for a first or a second plus instead of getting zero points from the backup that was needed? And AJ even said this was today was the best game that Varlamov has played all year. But even the last game, I don't think he played poorly in the last game he lost. The whole thing is... He's just not he's not he's not Sorokin. I'm not right, he's not Sorokin, but that's okay. But I you just you know, and I'm not gonna ban I mean, we've already we're on record as saying Lou screwed the pooch, not moving him. But what about other teams who didn't press Lou more to try to get someone like Varlamov if you don't have a goaltender? Maybe they did, but Lou was just so steadfast in saying, No, we're making a cup run, we need him. Yeah. Well that's okay. freaking Lou Lamarillo in a nutshell. It's all on him. All I'm saying is when we were on record at the time period saying, what are four games of Varlamov worth? Is that okay. worth the first-round pick? I, I don't think if anyone offered a first-round pick for Varlamov, there's no way Lamarillo says no. Second-round pick. Still, I don't think there's any way that Lamarillo says no. Okay. because Players always of lesser quality were moved for a second-round pick at this year's trade. Well, and he would have been moved for a first. I'm saying that Lou Lamarillo did not want to trade him because, oh, no, we need him in case Sorokin goes down. We have a good backup. But if someone did, hey, I'll give you a first for Varlamov. You think he's just going to hang the phone up? Fuck yeah, he is. No. I'm telling I'm telling you, that old senile bastard was not going to sell a single piece. He was going to do anything he could to add and hold everything because he believes this year is their year to win a cup. So you could have come up there saying, I'm offering all of King Midas's gold, and he would have said no interest. That's I, who that fucking guy I, is. I don't believe that. I, Watch I can't, more. You'll figure I, it out. Watch I, more. I cannot believe that. I can't believe that. Yeah. Okay. Even a third round. Fuck. A fourth round pick doesn't matter. Okay, I'm not looking. His I would not have moved him for a fourth round pick. Anything was better than nothing, because guess what? You could sign him back as a free agent come July, and this guy has got zero games won for us over that time period. It's not his fault, but we just knew we wasn't going to play a lot because you've got the best goalie in the world. But hey, Lou just continues to make mistakes. Anthony Rizzi, Grumpy. I'm done. I'm done. So many times I give in and say to myself, I'll give them another chance to prove me wrong. No more. Anthony's Anthony's have a struggling today, struggling today. Anthony's we all go through it. We do. There. Um, I do want to pop this up. Drew has a few memes for us. He says, TJ and Grumpy trying to explain how bad the Islanders roster makeup is. Let's see. Oh, just. What are we doing? A math equation over here? Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, well. They're still going to be after this elaborate equation proving zero equals zero. There's still going to be somebody out there in the audience that tells me, no, a zero equals actually, Stanley Cup. Actually, that looks like Phil over there trying to tell us why Simon Holmstrom is so good. <laughs> you got to draw a whole bunch of shit on a board, and it still doesn't work. And you got to put voiceover music. It, doesn't, it still doesn't work. 
Sorry. Oh, that's even better. You gotta save that. You gotta oh, save shit. that. And this is him doing the analytics. Here is analytics, Grumpy. That's what Here I said. Here he is. Holster may only have six points in forty-five that- games, Excuse but if we look me. at his Corsi numbers and his advanced analytics, we're noticing that he wins a lot of faceoffs and he plays a steadfast defensive game. Here it is, Grumpy. Okay. The Corsi. Okay. 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 When he drew the face, was that him? Him holding a banjo too? That's what I think. Yeah, that's Phil. Trying to explain why Simon Holmstrom is a Hall of Famer. That's good, Grumpy. Oh, man. Now, this is you where it says TJ when he sees Horvat on the ice. No, I like Horvat. I don't like the contract. You don't like Horvat. I like Horvat. I like what he brings to the table. I do not like what we gave up to acquire him and the contract we gave him. That's simple. So I have high expectations for you. I super. <laughs> oh God! You know, oh, no you know what? I know what that was from. That's the mayo. The mayonnaise, yeah. <laughs> the mayonnaise. Jane, the grumpy old man show. Yeah, I remember that one. Oh man, we gotta get Phil on. I message Phil. We're gonna get. I'm gonna get Phil on. I text. I said. I said, what's going on Wednesday? Hopefully, he's got some time Wednesday. We'll have him on. Um, a lot of comments, DJ. A lot of comments. Shay grumpy. The fact that I've seen blame towards Varley is nuts. Hate the double standard that he has. I, I don't know what anyone's saying against Varlam. He had a great game. He kept us in the game today, like our goalies do every single game. If we had one of these ham and egg or hacks that every other team has as opposed to stellar goaltending, we'd be the Flyers. That's where we'd be in the standing. Bottom, bottom freaking seven in the NHL. Not Columbus. But like the Flyers. Sure. Yeah. But he Varlamov played great. I just never understood why we kept the guy that wasn't needed. Decut said, bring in Buffett Bruce for the Buffet. last teams. Buffet, Buffet Bruce. Not Buffett Bruce. Buffet. 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 Are you talking about Bruce Boudreau? Is that what he's calling Buffett or Buffet I so. Bruce? I think so. Jay said, I love Bull Duke. He's played great. I like yeah, I like what I've seen from him. Matthew has said, Good evening, gentlemen. Feeling like shit last week. Um, this team hasn't made it any better. Let's see how we're uh, let's see how we're gonna blame Barzal for this one. By the way, anybody see Bo Horvat? He's been on a milk carton. Oh no. It's the truth. You yeah, he, that was the big guy, right? We gave up freaking everything for this son of a bitch. Ten points in 22 fucking games. I feel robbed. Robbed. I thought it was nine points in 22 games. He's got 10 points in 22 games. I feel robbed. Robbed. I feel robbed, Grumpy. I feel freaking robbed. I should Islander fans. This is a guy that we were sold on, that we were told is right up there. Hey, it's him. It's him and Timo Meyer. Those are the two best talents at the trade deadline. You better get them now while it's hot. Okay. Not only we did that, we overpaid for that son of a bitch and overpaid him on his contract. And this will get 10 points in 22 games, Grump. Like I said, I wanted him, but I want him as a free agent. I didn't think it was I, – I just – I don't know why anyone thinks, well, well, we never would have – and you hear from Islander fans. Well, we never would have got him as a free agent. Never would have got him as a free agent. <laughs> so what the hell does that mean? Does that mean you got to trade the whole team to get somebody on here and put them into the Stockholm Syndrome? That once yeah, they look I, at the I, cul-de-sac? I'm sorry. You know what that is? That's the bigotry of low expectations. You have such low expectations for your team and organization to do anything that you think to yourself, well, they possibly couldn't do that, so we have to go. This is just a situation we're in. If we want to sign a free agent, we're going to have to go ahead and we're going to have to trade everything we can right before that year's trade deadline in order to get him on our can team. I, can I ask you a question? 
how do these other teams, how are they able to get free agents if you have to trade for them first? Because when they, they become free agents. They hold them at gunpoint at free agency. When July first opens, they start they start wielding their their they start brandishing their weapons, saying you're signing with the Columbus Blue Jackets or else. Maybe Josh uh, maybe Josh Bailey could hold up a wet hot dog bun, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> a, soggy, a soggy hot dog a bun. Soggy hot dog roll. Okay, hold on. Angel said, Duke had his worst game ever tonight. Endless turnovers are in our own end. Noah Dobson bailed him out. I can't tell you how many times. And you know what? It was it, To me, it's like this is like Noah Dobson's plight. He's going to play with the shittiest defenseman we have, total cash, everything, and he has to bail him out. What does it do? It ex- He gets winds up getting exposed because he's trying to do too much, trying to do somebody else's job, and all of a sudden his guy gets exposed. But you know what? It's not his fault. He's trying to do too much. Here is the problem you have with that. When you continually put a young defenseman in that role on a consistent basis, it fucks with them. It will mess with their head for a lifetime. You cannot expect the guy to do more than one job where he's that has been the way he's been conditioned to play for years and years and years. I thought, you know, Bull Duke struggled a bit, but what I see from him is I see there's opportunity for him, and he's a young defender. He's going to make mistakes, but you're right. Seems like whoever's the worst defensive defenseman, hey, let's pair him up there with our buddy, Noah Dobson. Always. He's got new partners every freaking week. He's got, he's. Never given a solid partnership. Never given a guy who's a steady Eddie. Just never. Why not Pelican Pulak? What? Why not Pelican Pulak together? Why not? Why not make that your number one defense pair? Pelican Dobson. I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah. I'm sorry. Gosh darn it. Yeah. Pelican Dobson. Why not make it Pelican Dobson your number one pair? Your best defender with. Do you? You see how many stretch passes Noah Dobson makes to these wide open acts. And then, you know, you see Lee, he'll fumble, fuck it up as soon as it comes there. And he shits himself along the boards and turns it over. Or, you know, okay, I don't know what to do once I get the pass. I'll just, I don't know, fall down. And then Josh Bailey, he's making those. He's the only guy on the whole team who's able to play modern HL and make a stretch pass. No one else on that, on that lineup makes that pass. Not one guy. That's what this is what I mean. This is what these are the t- t- cut saying. Dobson played his normal shitty game. Kid has zero heart. See, this is what I mean. If that was Noah Dobson in Romanoff skates when Kent, when Kent, when Kent Johnson made that move and scored a goal, people are saying, "Well, why is Noah Dobson charging? Why is Noah Dobson charging Kent Johnson that way?" And allowed for easy access behind the net, and allowed for an easy opportunity to score. That's just that's just Dobson taking himself out of position. It's the same shit. The reason I brought that up earlier, and I don't know what the comments look like because we haven't started getting gotten, or we haven't gotten to that point yet. But it's the same exact thing. All defensemen make mistakes. Romanov has been busy, busy pleasuring winos orally behind a Seven Eleven all year. You see it time after time, and all of a sudden, he plays with Pulak for a, a three or four game period. Of, oh, you guys are way too tough on Romanov. No, Romanov sucks. Yeah, and we're not gonna uh, we're not gonna go ahead and say maybe that has anything to do with Pulak being a fantastic or being a good defenseman. Um, Nick C, Grumpy, man, that was frustrating to watch. But Florida loss and the Pens losing regulation will be a wash. Just frustrating. Well, that's it. And see, that's why I feel the Islanders are in good position to make the playoffs because all the other teams are just they all suck just as bad as we we do. Except we have a couple of goaltenders. Now here's That's the, the thing. difference. We have a lot of tough games over a stretch of time to where they do too, though. They do too. 
We had the easiest schedule. I think they said four playoff teams, four non-playoff teams the rest of the way. Okay. Um, D-Cut, or no, I'm sorry, Joseph C. Grumpy. wonder how Phil Fax feels about Horvat now that he was viciously defending him this week. Really? He was. What the, Don't what worry. That? He'll be burying him next week. That's what he does. He flip flops. Oh, there it is. Uh, I got a comment there from David, David D. Grumpy. Hey, guys. Good evening. Unacceptable. Unacceptable. <laughs> it has nothing to do with coaching. We just ain't good enough. Thank you very much. I've been saying that for how long? Anyone to think we do not need Barzell or another player like him doesn't know the game today. It's about speed and skill, not just defense. Clueless Lou. He's still stuck in the 90s. Wake up. That's right, David D. Yeah. That's right. I've been talking about that for how long? Um, oh. I've, been, I've been curving that shit for a long time. Anthony Rizzi said, that this is what I mean. People are getting, you want to know what it is? It's got to be Phil's facts and all these Twitter warriors that are trying to brainwash, trying to brainwash the masses to thinking that Noah Dobson's the issue. Oh, and I'm sorry, TJ Grump. I normally agree with you 95% of the time, but Dobson is so bad. Sorry. I'm tired of making excuses for him. You need to give me, somebody needs to point out what he did wrong, what he did poorly. Every single time when you do that, it's very easy. Like Phil's fact said, oh, look at this. He just slid it. I said, what is this guy doing? Not hustling back who could have very easily disrupted the play. Oh, I didn't even notice that. That's my point. Because it's not all one player. You maybe see a glimpse of it and say, oh, Dobson, bad, play bad. And here's the thing. I am guilty of that, too. I, I like my guys. I like my guys, though. Yes. I know I do. But here's the thing. when I, There's a certain guy that who sucks, and I look, and I'm like, that guy sucks. But they always do, of course. But it's <laughs> like, okay, maybe he didn't suck as bad. He still sucked, but not quite as bad as I thought he did because – Somebody else did something just as sucky. Um, yeah, and I'm just pulling this up just because it's easy to see the remaining games. Now, strength of schedule, we've got the 12 toughest. Strength of schedule does not matter, but here's the point, Grumpy. I don't consider Washington a shitty team. I don't. I do. With a healthy John Carlson, they're not a bad team. I think that's a tough game. I think both those games against Washington are tough games. I'm just saying six tough games, two easy games the remaining of the year. And what about uh, where's uh, Pittsburgh and Florida in this so we scroll down to the easy schedule. Florida has Carolina once, the Blue or the Leafs twice. They've got Columbus, Montreal, Washington, Ottawa Senators twice, and Buffalo. A significantly easier schedule than we do. Okay, what on this Pittsburgh? Pittsburgh got... right now is up over the Washington Capitals two nothing. Okay, so they've and got Pittsburgh. Buffalo. Since, Pittsburgh since they got shellacked by the Rangers has kind of picked their play up a little bit. They've got remember they've got a few games at hand. Buffalo Devils. They've got the Minnesota Wild. They've got Columbus Blue Jackets. They've got the Blackhawks, the Flyers, the Red Wings twice. The the Capitals are playing tonight, and the Nashville Predators. What about Buffalo? They're in a tough end of the schedule, I believe. Um, or maybe not. Oh, Buffalo's here. Never mind. I'm sorry. They've got Hurricanes, Devils, the Rangers twice. They've got the Blue Jackets, the Canadians, the Flyers, the Red Wings, Ottawa, as well as Florida Panthers. Okay. I mean, it's still – it's not over yet, but if Pittsburgh loses today – We've got to beat today. Washington. Have to beat Washington. Have to. Yeah. Monday's a must-win game. Every game's a must-win game from here on out, guys. I thought we played the Devils 
before. I'm sorry, Washington. we played the Devils on. You're right. We played the Devils That'll be a on one day. That'll be a loss. You think so? Absolutely. Devils are playing to win division. I remember, like I said, the beginning of the year, I'm like, man, losing to the Devils dominated us. I'm like, man, that's a bad loss for us. <laughs> and then you look at it in hindsight being 2020, of course, like, no, they're just better than us. Yeah, they are. Jack can't. Jack Hughes is 40 goals this year. He's fantastic. I know you're not a big Jack Hughes guy, but I'm a huge fan of Jack Hughes. I think it's just because his name is Jack Hughes. Just You've never been a Jack Hughes guy. I've always liked him. But he's good. He's very good. Nikki said, TJ Grumpy, how are you guys doing tonight? Josh Bailey should just put his retirement papers in now. I don't want to see him on the ice again. He sucks and blows. Freedom Fun Adventure, Grumpy. What is up, team? The reason many of us say the Islanders need a significant remodel is how what games are important, like your playoff hopes. They just don't come out ready to battle like seven nothing defeat versus Tampa in the playoff. No, it was actually eight nothing. Uh, <laughs> in the uh, yeah, it was eight nothing. It was totally oh, blowout. Man. Well, here's the thing: we're just not talented. You know that's what's that old say- saying? You're not talented enough to win on talent alone. Isn't that what Herb Brooks said? Yeah, I mean, we're not. Yeah, you can in a short space win that, but I just not the Stanley Cup playoffs. You can't. It's the we- toughest in a one-off. Yes. But when you're going series after series after series, that's what makes the NBA, the NHL just the toughest sport for the playoffs. Absolutely the toughest. We had mentioned, too, that we looked like we were just outworking and out-hustling and outplaying every one of those teams we were playing. And we come out there with two lack of performance efforts like we did these last two games. I hope this is not a trend like our team's just as gassed. I hope it's just maybe a little bit of a bump in the road. You're not going to play fantastic hockey every single game, but the effort needs to be there. I thought it, for in spurts, I thought we played good against Columbus, but Columbus is terrible. I'm even talking about today. Well, today, I didn't think, I, I didn't think we were. Good I didn't today. see the effort there. You know, I didn't see the same level of effort that we've seen for other games. In the um, second uh, period, we were better. It was more even. But like I said, when we, when we're aggressively forechecking. The, the lesser teams just collapse. That's Buffalo. They did. Deca Grumpy. How does that spineless, stuttering midget gross take off for the biggest home game of the season? I didn't know he did that. Um, John Smith. I will say said, you should never, I'm sorry, no vacation. During season. During your season, no. That's what um, the off season's for. Take as many freaking vacations as you want. Uh, John Smith, Grumpy. Why not try Ishkoff, Horvat, and Durando on the first line? Bailey and Holmstrom are just brutal. Now nah, you can't have that. You, you, you I know. I was always down to give Ishikov a, a chance. The guy puts it, up points. Why not? It's not happening now. And maybe we could be, put Pierre Engvold on the first line still. He's fantastic. To me, no, no. I'm just, I'm just joking around. Another guy. Somebody, I just wait, why, do, why does everyone fall in love with a third liner? Somebody online said I had to turn the podcast off when you said that that Hudson fashing you would rather have Hudson fashing over Pierre Engvold. I'm like, yeah, because I like the guy who's going to show effort and be a blood and guts fight for every single freaking inch of the ice. That's something the Islanders under trots when he first joined, when the team was all in the prime of their careers. That's what every single member of that team did that made you love the Islanders. Now, the older you get, they just can't do it the same way. But Hudson fashing does it every fucking game. And I love that about him. I love it. Pierre Engvall is a bottom six guy. Yep, a bottom Stop six. celebrating the bottom six. There's something inherently wrong with your team when everyone 
values the bottom six. It's that means your team's not good enough. It's like an NBA team always saying, Hey, we've always got the best six man in the NBA. <laughs> well, <laughs> I should we shouldn't have to worry about our six man providing so much. Maybe our starting five's not doing the job. Um, George B said, You can't. JG says here, anybody else want to jump out of a 10 story window building? Don't do that, JG. No, 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 no. Don't do that. John Smith said, four story. I want to suffer. No, John. No. You're an no, Islanders no. fan. You don't even need to jump out of a building. Just turn on the Islanders game. Turn on MSG on Monday. That will be all the suffering you need. Peter S. Grumpy said, F and Islanders should have definitely beaten them. Unacceptable. I agree. Um, Matthew S said, Nope, we're not past this grumpy talking about how much we gave up and how much I'm telling you, fans are not past that as we shouldn't be. You're already past that. We took a big fat L. No, you don't think we took an L on that trade. I do firmly. I, do. I, I, okay. Yeah. I, I didn't like the trade. I didn't like giving up first round pick. I didn't like giving up Ratu. I don't care about Pavillier because it was never going to work here for him. Never going to work here. Didn't matter. No problem moving him. I didn't want to move that first-round draft pick. If you had to move Ratu, okay, but not the draft pick, just not the draft pick. And the fact is we signed him to a ridiculous deal. And the fact, and I think I said it on the show before, what does it say about him that he was here, what, four days? He just wanted the bag. He wanted the money. And whoever was going to give him the money, he was going to take it from. Simple. That tells me. Not a lot know, of fight. I don't know how much of a winner he is. Nope. Just hey, I want to be. I want to get paid. I'm a competitor on the ice, but I just want to get paid. I'm yeah. getting paid. Hey, baby, ten points in twenty two games. Hey, we're in the playoff spots right now. I'm just saying, it's not exactly Mark Messier, is it? No, it's not. I mean, you go all that way. You're two months from free agency, where you could pick any team you want, and you sign with the Islanders, a team on the downside. It's like Johnny Gaudreau, same thing. Signing with Col- well, Columbus is already at the bottom, so what they can only go up from here, right? But by the time they're good, he's going to be on the downside. Sure, I, sure I, he is. I question guys, and I questioned him signing there. Yep, and I questioned Bo Horvat not even testing free agency. Let's say that, I mean, look at let's say Carolina Hurricanes come out and off, wanted to offer him a contract. At the end of the year, Patrick is going to come off the books. Would he have said no? I mean, that's a team that he maybe he's a player that could win them a Stanley Cup. I mean, that's a it's like, dude, do you want to win a Stanley Cup or you just want to get the bag? I mean, and if you just want to get the bag, that's fine. I mean, I know his wife isn't good, you know, happy for you. I don't begrudge the players anything, but it just I question that he didn't go to and as an agent, when do you say, dude, we're this freaking close? to really getting paid, and you can pick the team you want. Pick a situation that's perfect for you. He didn't know how good it was on the island. There's no way for him to know. He had to be kidnapped because he never would have come here. That's what you listen to the fans, right? He was never would have come here. Never, ever would have come here. You don't know that. And if that's the case, that you need to kidnap people to come here, you need to change something in your room. You I need to change that. something in your organization where where this uh, it's like a leper colony is the Islanders. And once you get in, they never let you out because now you're infected with it. Um, Leprosy. With these backup goalies, we can never beat them. We make them all, we make them look all world. 
We did not make him look all world. He wasn't even, he was barely tested tonight. Phil Askrump. I can't take credit for this, but a family member came up with this jingle for tonight's exemplary performance. I had to share a collective uh, catharsis. Cole Roto-Rooter, that's the name, and away goes the playoffs down the drain. Roto-Rooter. <laughs> Phil, that's good. Thanks. Thanks for sharing that with us, Phil. Um, Alexander said, disgusting effort tonight by this team. Yep. John Smith said, I would like, uh, I should say, I like to suffer. I'm an Islander fan after all. Absolutely. Meatball Parm says, F this team. Absolute trash. D-Cut says, how does the ballerina takes five plus weeks to recover from a broken fingernail? I know D-Cut's just trolling and messing around. I, I, think, I think he's got a, I think that he has uh, knee ligament damage. That's what I think. Yep, I, think I think he's, he's rushing it back. To come back. He's not like Andrews Lee going to take him three and a half years to get good again. Not like if he ever gets good again, who the hell knows? But Mike, I mean, Michael O'Donnell says here, I predict uh, next season, um, Barzal and Bo Horvat won't have 40 goals between the two of them. They will be costing us over $15 million combined. Okay. All I have to say about that is do we go back to the, this same, the Barry Trot style next year? I Please mean, no. It's 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 honestly they're hard games to watch. They were talking about and when you, know, you freaking lose playing that style, your fans want to jump from freaking buildings, as we've seen in the comments. That's what happens when you play that boring, lethargic hockey style, and you get shut out by the Sabers because you have to win games one nothing or two nothing. Tell me, tell me, you couldn't tell that game was a one nothing game in the second period. It just had. First team to score wins. It's like a soccer yeah. game. One nothing. Nick Nick C Grumpy. As frustrated as I am, teams are going to lose games. It still is a professional league. Everyone's capable of winning. Ebbs and flows, right, DJ? Yep. Ebbs and flows. I mean, like, ebbs and flows. We were like, hitting. We were how many games? Eleven wins out of sixteen games. There's your top. And now we're starting to hit the bottom. <laughs> it's the top. It's the Tower of Pizza. Matthew S. Grumpy. We were lucky to get a point last night and deserve the result we got today. Unacceptable. Exactly. I, that's exactly right. JG said, being an Islander fan is like smashing yourself in the face with a bat. Oh, man. Um, Patrick Hamo said, I missed the game plus the Columbus game. <laughs> Patrick, didn't miss much. Didn't miss much. Uh, it was an impressive goal. You can't allow that to happen, though. Yep. Yeah. Um, Peter S said, no excuse for the outcome. Disgusting. Joseph C says, whoever gets Bedard is going to take a huge step next year. This kid will be a point per game scorer right out of the gate. Really? We'll see. We'll see. I haven't watched enough of his games to know too, too much about him. I've seen obviously the highlights. I've seen, you know, bits and pieces, but not enough. Goon, goon, grumpy. I don't know why this, if this was already discussed, but why, how did the last podcast get flagged and banned? Oh shit! Yeah, fuck. Thanks for reminding me. Um, I I played something. I played some soccer clip from the TJ and the Grumpy Old Man show. Yes, I screwed it up. Thanks for reminding me about that. I got to edit it. And see, that's one of the things on the TJ and the Grumpy Old Man show. That's why you got to watch live. Because here's the thing: we don't uh, the, the shows that we produce are not really here to get monetized or anything like that. We do them to talk with everybody and just shoot the shit and do it with my dad and my brother. It's just that simple. And um, I played a clip from something that was on the no, no, naughty list. It was um, 
I think it was an old clip of Jack Grealish getting punched in the face that I need to edit out. And that was good stuff, too. And um, he got the guy, the fan came from behind to punch him. So we were paying tribute because he just had passed. And that was just an odd story that I figured I'd share. And I popped that little tiny, like 30 second clip up and uh, they banned it and they blocked the stream. (laughs) They blocked, they blocked the, they blocked the video. So I've got to edit. Thank you though, for reminding me, Goon Goon, because I totally forgot. Um, Freedom Fun Adventure said, gentlemen, please discuss discuss which players you believe need to be removed from the locker room. Get rid of inconsistencies, the softness, the guys being too comfy. I need to see intensity and consistency. Oh, my God. That's that's an off-season thing. That's that's really off-season. I'm just saying Bailey, Lee. I don't want to say Nelson because he's performing so well, but he'll get you the most in any trade. It depends on what you want to do, but the, it's everyone's way too tight in that room. Clutterbuck, Sezikis, Martin, Parise, Pajot, Palmieri, all of them. They're all the, it's the cul-de-sac crew for a reason. The only thing they don't do is win. I mean, that's, and I'm not saying you need to get a bunch of, you know, a-holes out there, but you have to, you have to have some – some people have some fight. To, I, some people somebody, have to be assholes to push people towards the goal of winning because the sad truth is when you have so many people that are consistently part of the team and a, the same team for many years and they just kind of build that we're friends, we're having a good time, and we're also in the pursuit of a Stanley Cup, there's not enough – There needs a little bit of tension in the room. A little bit, not a lot, but you need a little bit to push it in that right direction. You need somebody out there when you lose to Columbus and you lose to Buffalo to be fucking flying off the handle about how unacceptable that is as a loss, not just let, doing a, a Lee frowny face like this. Let me we ask you better than that, guys. Does does Anders Lee strike you as a rah-rah, you know, get the guys fired up guy? He doesn't strike me as a disciplinarian. He doesn't strike me as a rah-rah guy. He strikes me as a guy who probably is funny in the room. He's a guy who's well-liked because I think he's a leader in certain aspects, but he's not He's not a guy who helps you push the team forward. Does he? Matt Barzell, same way, right? We don't have guys like that on our team. Right. That's what we need. Brad Marchant. A guy like that who needs to, he knows what occasionally can be a bit of an asshole, but you have to occasionally be an asshole to help push the guys in the right direction. It just needs to be done. They talked about Bergeron when they played Ottawa, Boston played Ottawa um, earlier in the week, and they gave up 29 shots in the first two periods, and they were down two to one, something like that. He came out and he tore into the locker room in between the second and third period. They only gave up four shots in the third period and want to come back and winning. And then they showed today the effort that Boston had. You know, that's one thing. You clinch really, really early. I mean, they clinched the Atlantic Division today. It's like, all right, we could take our foot off the gas. You know what? When you have a real leader in the room, they're like, "Uh uh-uh. This is not – we're not taking our foot off the gas. We got to remember what got us here. We're not trying to be great. We're trying to win the fucking cup. That's the goal. It's not to be, hey, we're going to be the best team in the regular season, maybe win around. The goal is to win the freaking cup and kicking your hands back and saying, hey, guys, we won the conference. Hey, you know, it's okay. Let's just get hey, right to the postseason. It's not good enough. David Pasternak was throwing body checks today. Think about think about that. Future Hall of Famer David Pasternak throwing uh, body checks. That's not his game. He's throwing body checks against Tampa. When you got a guy like that engaged physically, yeah. think about that. 
they're tough to beat. We better pray we don't come in eighth. <laughs> I'm just saying, because that'll be the quickest four games you've ever seen. <laughs> you think there are going to be any overtimes in that? No. Oh, man. And Chris Smith, Grumpy. Pavillier is starting to play really good for Vancouver. That Horvat trade will come back to haunt this team. It was a bad trade, and they'll lose in the first round of playoffs. We said it was a bad trade at the beginning, not because they moved Bavillier, though, because he was never going to pan out here. And I would have kept him till this offseason before moving him, but I have no problem moving Anthony Bavillier at this stage because he'd stagnated here and needed a change of, um, change yeah. of scenery. Absolutely did. Ratu showed he could play. If you could have somehow given up um, Holmstrom and Bavillier and a second-round pick, okay, I take that. The first rounder was really, really bad in this draft. Really bad. Gungu. Really bad. Gungu said Mayfield was the worst. Thanks, Lou, for holding on to that hiney squeezer instead of moving him at the deadline. I just found a funny thing. There was a sequence when Clutterbuck run a Buffalo guy twice, and then Dylan Cousins said, oh, yeah? And he ran Scott Mayfield over at the blue line and wound up getting on for a breakaway. Tremendous save by... Um, by Varlamov. And it's like, gosh, you imagine if Buffalo played with any physicality their game, how good they'd be? Sure. Yeah. I mean, because when the team that wants to play physical gets out physical, that's a real problem. Yeah, it is. Well, his thing, Boston will out physical us. They'll out physical us, outwork us, outskill us, out go uh, just they're just gonna beat the floor. They're just gonna beat the hell out of us. They're just they're just better than we are. One but of the I, best teams we've probably seen in the NHL regular season in the history of the sport. They could have the greatest record of all time. It's still up there. They're going to beat. They have a chance to beat that Tampa Bay Lightning record. Yeah, most po most point percentage, most points, most points percentage won in an NHL regular season. I, no, I think the one is the Montreal. Montreal is the one. It's Montreal. Okay, Andrew, I'll look it up. Andrew, Grumpy Dobson was horseshit today, and many of the past games don't use the excuse he gets chosen by the media. Um. He, I can't. I, it was four or five times, he, four times that he covered absolutely for Bolduc making brain farts out there that he covered for him. David D. Grumpy says a lot when your GM gives up a first rounder and a third pair defenseman in Romanoff. Oh, for a third pair defenseman in Romanoff, how many goals did he actually score on Montreal? No GM in the NHL would give that up for a player like this. I agree. I, here's the thing I didn't know enough about him when we made that trade. TJ didn't like it from the get go. He accused he um you know compared yeah, 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 yeah. okay let's keep moving along yeah we we know what happened um yeah uh anyway uh <laughs> Apex Legends senior citizen grumpy Bo Horvat is a bum an overpaid career year signing that suddenly can't score on Long Island a loose special eight more years of this overpaid bum Nux didn't resign him for a reason well they had a a price that they had assigned to him uh, based on what his past performance was. And the GM even said he absolutely is, uh, you know, out earned that contract, but they weren't going to give him any more. You know, sometimes you look at a team, you know, we've seen you for seven years here. Um, you know what? This is what we're going to offer you, you know, career year notwithstanding. So the Boston Bruins have 10 games remaining. In order to beat Montreal's record, Montreal's record in 1977, 1967, 1976, 1977 season was 132 points. That being said, the season was less. There was less games in the NHL season. What was it, 80 games a year? 
Yeah. Um, so less games played. But on this pace, what they're currently at right now, they ha- they need to score 15 points to tie the record, 16 to beat the record. So the last 10 games, they need to they need to win eight of their last 10 games. They're currently on a six-game winning streak. Yeah, they had their little stumble where they lost three games out of, out of 10. And it was like, oh, my God, they're really stumbling. Is this it for Boston? No. You go. Teams of suck squad, bro. That's what – we are grump literally summed it up perfectly a few pod- podcasts ago. Absolutely. We're the kings of the suck squads. That's it. Lefty all around. Lefty all around. What's up, Lefty? And not a Mayfield fan. I agree, says Peter S. Free to find adventure says TJ acts like Romanoff bullied him in grade school. Or he was the guy who dated and dumped his wife before TJ married her. Um, trying to justify the draft night psychotic episode. He was psychotic. Now, okay. Yes. I do not understand why he's a guy who gets love when he shouldn't because he throws the body. He does a shit ton of, he has a, he has a plethora of defensive mistakes, but because he makes big check Romanoff throw a big body check. I like Romanoff. He, th- he makes the same exact defensive mistakes that Dobson does, except has a fraction of the offensive ability. I just don't get why we all change. Romanoff is really playing great hockey just because he throws the body. Dobson gets ripped because he's not an ultra physical defensive player. And he's not, he's not, I think he could use more physicality in his game, but that's not what he is. He's so, sp- uh, I, you know, I can't explain it again. No worries. John Smith said here, Roman off overcommitted on the shot there. Warrior just are too slow to keep up with most teams, especially Buffalo. Yeah. That's, and those are the teams that, those are the teams that really give us problems. Teams that can skate are an aggressive on the four check. years. Despite all this gloom and doom talk, the Panthers are still four points behind the Islanders with their choke loss to the Rangers tonight. Absolutely. Yep. yep. We're in good shape on that side. I don't think we missed the postseason. Lefty all around says, how's Horvat doing? Ooh, not not as good as we'd hoped. Let's Two thumbs down it. right now. <laughs> Chris Smith, he says, Romanoff's only 23 years old. He's young and has to mature. Yeah, that's my point. That's he's my older. same point with Dobson. He's older he's than Dobson. A day he's older he's, than Dobson. He's a day older than Dobson. He's older than Dobson. Yep, but that, that's my point, though. We, we don't give Dobson the same exact – we don't give Dobson the same exact – or the same exact, oh, well, he's young, he's maturing. But Romanoff, hey, man, he's young, he's maturing. Just just don't don't press on him so much. Why are we not pressing on a guy who doesn't do anything but will shit on the guy who has a little bit of a defensive issue, but he's a fantastic offensive defenseman? We're going to shit on the guy who brings nothing to the table but throws big hits. He throws boom, boom. He throws big hits. We like Romanoff. Dops or D-cut grump. Lazy third period period penalty by no-hit Noah. Our penalty heel and post bailed his lazy ass out. Okay, here's the thing. If you actually looked at the play, Ocposo tripped over the back of the net. He tripped. He skated. He tripped over the back of the net. So... I mean, I, okay, he got called for that. I can't tell you how many calls the Islanders don't get called for, which are hooking, interference, holding, all game long. All game long, I don't want to hear it when they do call penalties on us. I don't want to hear it. We get away with so much shit. Parise, Lee, Nelson, Palmieri, all of them. They're always riding guys with their sticks all the time. Clutterbuck, Casey, all of them. He got called, and that guy, here's the thing, Ocposo tripped over the back of the net. Point of a Curtis ah. said here, bro. Literally, what else is there to say besides King of the Suck Squad? That's what King's we are, with Kings of the Suck Squad. Um, <laughs> now here's here's something funny you might like. Um, Columbus they played today against the Montreal Canadiens. 
Do you want to take a guess what that result looked like for? They got freaking destroyed. They lost eight to two. <laughs> I, I, because they suck. They suck. I, we could uh, seriously, we could lose every game the rest of the year. <laughs> I love it. Lefty all around said, "I watched Horvat for eight years. Any questions?" How bad are these next eight years that we're about to see lefty all around? Let me know how bad they're going to be. On Horvat, let's discuss what's wrong with this organization, system, whatever. Where guys come in and the organization hurts their play. Too comfy? Lack of skill? System? Lack of talent. When we play this trots old style of hockey, we're not going to produce a lot of offensive opportunities. He's not a producer and a playmaker to begin with. He's a finisher. When we're already going to have the system that's going to inhibit the, the the opportunities for him, and then him not having his playmaker, Matt Barzal, he's just not going to put up points. And that's hard. It's discouraging to see. This is where skill goes to die. I was surprised Matt Barzell resigned, honestly. I mean, I guess the girlfriend living here you know, had something to do with it. But uh, maybe he thought the direction of the team was going to be different without Barry. I mean, they tried to do it. It wasn't good enough because we're not talented enough. And now he's like, hold on, I got to come back to this nightmare of playing defense all the time. Pa Patrick Hamos did have a question for Vancouver fans. He said, yes, I have a question. Where is Bo Horvat gone? <laughs> That's a good Bo Horvat has nothing or uh, – He's he a do-nothing loser. Loser, I'm sorry. Another, Another Anders Lee type. He's way better than Anders Another Lee. Another Anders Lee type. He's totally useless. Over, he's overpaid. He's not totally useless. He's way better than Anders Lee. What, um, what type of cul-de-sac effing nonsense is this, bro? For real? Oh, man. <laughs> uh, look, Drew Grumpy. Drew L. I watched the game. The whole team looked tired as hell. No urgency of points. It's a little concerning that this team played this way come playoff team. That the, this team played this way come playoff time. Well, we can't play back to backs. We're old. We're an old team. Do you think we can grind all the way to the Stanley Cup? No. No, no freaking no. shot. No shot in hell, man. No. I'm worried about it. I think every other fan should be. And eight years of watching Bo Horvat, 40% of the games, I never even noticed him. Oh, oh my God. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh boy, that's not good. That's we got Anders Lee. This is Anders Lee 2.0. That's not good. Lefty all around. No, you're making me even more petrified. I said, you know, obviously I believe what I say, but when I hear somebody else saying it to me that's had a lot of experience watching Bohorvat, now I'm even more worried. Um, legitimately pitiful. How the F do you not? How did we not drop three points against this bottom feeding Sabres and the, the Columbus Blue Jackets? I know. Rick Roma said, Lou bought high on Horvat and so low on Bavillier. Exactly what he did. Lou isn't exactly the Michael Douglas of Wall Street. Um, and uh, D-Cut says here, Lambert has got to go. <laughs> Can't play like this against those two teams. Team came out flat both nights. How much of the onus is on the players, all veterans of the NHL? It's all, it's it's all on the players. players. It's all on the players. They've been here for ever forever they've been here for what 10 years the majority of them playing together yeah how many guys have been on this team for six seven eight years how many how many came from lou's failed system in freaking jersey kyle f minus palmieri f double minus zach holy shit i never won shit parise Parise has played well this year, though. Come on. You know what, though? He played for the loser Devils, too. The losers. 
Oh. Stop bringing losers. And who do we pick up? We pick up Pierre. I never seen a puck battle I wanted to even engage in. Engval. We picked him up for a team that hasn't won a playoff series in what, 1967? I can't remember the last time they won a playoff series. It's been so damn long. Left yellow round said, solid third-line center, Bo Horvat is, in my opinion. <laughs> but number one in winning face-offs. He fits right in with our team, man. Right oh. in. Uh, he'll be his thing. He'll be better when Barzell comes back next year. They will be better. I Pony Burke is concerned. here. Uh, go ahead, Grumpy. We got. I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not concerned about him bouncing back. In okay. Well, okay. Uh, you know, we've already shared our thoughts on that. Pony Burke said here, the Michigan goal or whatever, bro. Please, people are saying that shouldn't be allowed. Sorokin got caught snoozing out to lunch. You can't blame no, Sorokin on that. You can't. Yeah. John McMahon and Grumpy, I'll let you read that. It's only because he had so much time and space behind the net that he was able to do that because Romanov was too busy getting turnstiled 15 I want to lay there. a hit and open ice on a guy who's way quicker than me and is just going to walk around me. Freaking walk around. I'm surprised he didn't tear a damn uh, groin out there trying to make that play. John M. Grumpy. Good evening, boys. I've been working a lot, so I've been watching after hours. Grump had some hot takes. I almost crashed. And Grump laid the edict that Jets win the Super Bowl. Oh, John, uh, yeah, hopefully you weren't driving on highway or anything like that when you, when Grumpy was saying that because I about damn had an aneurysm when he told me that as well. Uh, Nick K, Grumpy. Playoffs and seating doesn't matter at all. There is no team we can beat in this series with this putrid power play. It's a festivist miracle just to get the puck in the zone. <laughs> then it doesn't last anyway. Oh, man. We are 29th in the entire year. The entire year, we're, what, 29th on the power play? We're fucking awful. Okay. 29th in the NHL. There's 32 teams. Where are we in scoring this year? Bottom 10 in the NHL, like always. But that's Everyone not the said, problem. We need a guy who's going to play more defense as a forward. Yeah. Well, shit, we're bottom 10 in scoring. Let's do that. Where can we see more improvement? We've given up the top you know, third least amount of goals in the NHL. And our team. No, we, is, no, we're like seventh or eighth in the league in goals against. No, we're not. Yes, goals, we are. Goals, you're wrong. I don't care about goals per game, any of that shit. I'm talking about if you look up goals for goals against, we're like seventh or eighth in the league. We have played more games than I don't all give a shit. Teams. I'm talking about how many goals we've actually given up. Okay, so you want me to tell you in freaking eight games from now when we've given up the third least amount of goals in the NHL, is that going to be happy that's for all, you? That's Trump? all I care about. That's all I care about is what the actual oh, goals are at the end of the day. That's all I care about. Okay, you know what? Jacob DeGrom, let's say he was healthy all last year and had 53 turn runs. You, you realize you realize we're te- you're talking about teams. Dallas has only played one less game. Vegas, two less. I mean, come on. When we shit the bet against all these good teams, we might be 14th in goals against this year. We're 11th right now. 10th, I'm sorry, 10th. And goals four, and this is actually probably inflated then, right? I should just go to the bottom and count up. Hey, Grumpy, that's why you use that little stat where you say, how many? I don't do do that. I don't do that. I know because your brain just must not be working. That's fine. I don't care. Okay, continue reading comments, please, here, Grumpy. Here we go. New comment finally comes up. (laughs) Apex Legend Senior Citizen, do your job and get the comments up. Lou is the worst general managing living in his 1999 ego. He sucks even worse than Horvat. Lou letting Ishikov rot in the AHL as the Islanders rinse and repeat losers, loser wingers on line one. Yeah. What the F is Bailey Doom back in the lineup. And why the F are we playing that? Why the F are we playing that Anderoff clown in the playoff race? 
Did Andrew play today? I didn't think so. But maybe he's also invisible too. Chris Smith, I'd rather keep him over Dobson. See, this is what I mean. No. I'd rather have Roman off over Dobson. Absolutely this is what not. What I fucking mean? I, with, without 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 Dobson, your team doesn't even get out of the zone. You don't even. You can't get a head man pass. You think we don't score now? Take Dobson off the team. We're worse than Columbus. We're worse than San Jose. Fourth least amount of goals given up per game. So I'm just gonna leave that here, Grumpy. Stupid. Just you're just stupid. I'm not stupid. There it is, right here. Goals against, because it also adds an empty netters. Come on now, Grumpy. I, I'm I'm just talking about total freaking goals. You've given up a lot of empty net goals, is what that. Means. I don't give a shit. I'm talking about total goals. Oh my. Total God. goals. Total goals. Because the end of the day, how many goals you give up? They all freaking count the same. Zach Parise has got 20 goals. He's got four of them empty netters. Let's just take those away, right? He's only got 16. He's got four more to go to reach 20. Empty net goals don't count. Just stop. Um. Stop. Just stop. Okay. Surprise. There isn't a guest tonight. Grant Hakeem for the next one. Yeah, we got to get back in touch with Grant. There we go. That's right. Um, Bailey got schooled today. Left the other round. Said, I actually like Bavillier. Solid 20 goal man. Never did that here. <laughs> no, he did. I thought he did one once. Year. One year. One year. Um, Dobson. Oh, Dobson had a negative 0.72% game score. I don't even know what that hockey means. player. It looks like a stupid made up stat. So I'm going to, I'm just, just, it doesn't even matter. You Just know what the meme is? is? You know, hold on, Grumpy. Give me a second here. I, I need to pull this up. This is the freaking meme. Anytime I see these stupid analytics bullshit where people are trying to tell me, well, because his Corsi numbers didn't look good, this is actually what Dobson had done. Just go ahead and imagine that top portion said <laughs> analytics, analytics geek trying to tell me why, I sh why, what my eyes are, are, what my eyes tell me are deceiving me. This there he is. Look at the banjo. <laughs> Three times he actually entered the offensive zone all year. There's a bunch of boxes where I could have laid checks and I didn't. What door do I go through? Look at those numbers. They all suck. We're seeing here the zone exits. We see a few mistakes here in the defensive zone, and that's it. Anyway, yeah, that's that's anytime somebody tries to tell me this, what is this? Dika? Take that a negative it means nothing, it means nothing. negative point seven two. What the fuck? Oh, big yeah. on ice collision in the Pittsburgh up three nothing in Washington game. Well, that game's over. Zuckers are a fancy doodleist team, <laughs> they are. Uh, Mike D says stinker for certain is John McManaman and Grumpy. The Isles D don't play the puck entering the zone on Buffalo's first goal. Let Buffalo touch it. It would have been blown for a high stick. Have some awareness. Announcers never even pick up on it. Yep, absolutely it would have been. I'm like, why? 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 Christmas said the Islanders are going to get steamrolled in the playoffs. Absolutely. Absolutely. Said, Anything can happen. Anything can happen. That's right. We could get – What you remember what I said? This is good. This playoffs we make the play is going to be just like the Hex stole year. This is a watershed moment for this team. Getting your ass kicked in 1994, the Rangers just obliterated. I think it was only three games back then, and it was just brutal, brutal, obliterated by the. That was like a low point for the franchise. Then we gullied out. That's where we're going right now. That's where we're going. Are next we going to get? Does this team? Do you think this team has a chance of getting better next year? Are all of our old guys going to be getting better? Yes, they are, Grumpy. I think Brock Nelson is going to have a third career year in a row. Anders Lee, 40 goals. Man, he's going to hit 50. Pierre Engvald, that's another 30 goals guaranteed. Zach Parise, back for another 20. Let's go. Run it back. Nick C, Grumpy. 
Corvette can't play with Lee. No one really can. They have a similar style, uh, and the other winger is invisible. Well, Lee's always that. I don't want to give Horvat too much slack for not scoring, but he's kind of get hamstrung by his line mates. Yeah, he's not a creator. That's why I thought he and Barzell were a good fit. That's why I wanted Johnny Gaudreau. We need more creators, not more totem poles. Frank Hay said, I agree. You can't play like that at this point of the season. Yeah, yep, I agree. Um, also, the Islanders are a broke team if we're going off assets. Um, Pony Boy Curtis says here, boys, you're too hard on Romanoff and not hard enough on Dobson. I'm not Romanoff's biggest fan, but he brings much-needed physicality. And when the $6 million man is only getting older, okay, guess what? The NHL doesn't give a shit about physicality. They want to legislate it out of the league. This is not 1990. It's not 1985. This is 2023. I know I'm a big Dobson fan. I understand that. And that definitely contributes to my viewpoints. But I'll tell you this. They're very similar in their own end. And I'd argue that Romanoff is much worse defensively than Dobson is. Dobson just continues to get shit on despite. Oh, my God. The, Put him with Pellick. And you won't hear a complaint about him. That's correct. Yep. Keep on shackling him with guys who can't skate, guys who can't freaking see, Johnny Boychuk. Guys who are from the Devils, Andy Green. Okay, this point of record said no hit Noah is beyond soft. He's softer than Brock. He, uh, you know, he is the difference between Brock and Bailey soft. Not quite as soft as Bailey, but he's freaking soft. Okay. He, that is what, oh. Brock Nelson took one body check and everyone thought he thought the world was going to, oh my gosh, Brock can't even get up. His head went spinning. He got hit once and his head went spinning. Ichabod Crane is the softest forward after you got damn Bailey. He's his Ichabod Crane. Is is whole oh, Ichabod Crane. Then put up Nelson's picture. Put those two pictures side by side. Ichabod Crane from the Disney from that Disney thing. Ichabod Crane, whatever the hell it's called. Pull it up and then pull up Brock Nelson. Tell me they don't look freaking identical. Well, Same why don't you do this? With the big Adam's apple, that's what he looks like. Put him up. Okay, it's gonna take me a second here, Grumpy. Pull him up. <laughs> Why don't you read that next comment? Ichabod Crane. Okay. Oh, you already read that one. Um, Why don't you read the next then says, Yes, Noah can be a beast offensively, but his defense—he's a defenseman—is nothing short of abysmal, and you can't blame it on his partner every time. Uh, no, I can, and I just did. There you go. <laughs> there he is. There is. There's your pal, Brock Nelson. That's him right there. Little school mom reading a book. Probably upside down. Oh, no. Here he is, Grumpy. He honestly does look a little like Hickabot. Absolutely Grumpy. does. Absolutely. How about a side view? You got a side view of him? Put a book in front of him. No, I don't have a side No. I want to trade him now. Desperately, I want I will. Because he looks like Hickabot Crane. Is that why you want to keep him? Because he sucks. Okay, no, 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 he doesn't suck. Brock, on a good team, on a good team, he's a third line. On a good team, he's a third line. Center. No, he's not. He's a second line. Probably four line. <laughs> I'll tell you this: Brock Nelson will get you the most back in return. There's Absolutely. no other player that can get you more than Brock Nelson will at this point. I think you could have got two number ones for him if you trade him at the deadline. You're certain I do. Yeah, absolutely you could have. He's fantastic. He's having another fantastic year. He is a bona fide number two center. Just like you want to trade. Branch Rickey always said it, and I am firm believer. You always want to trade a guy a year too early than a year too late. Yep. 
I remember when Josh Bailey had that great playoff series, I said, move him now. Move him now. Never going to get – now you can't even give him LA. You have to trade assets to get rid of him. You could have got shit back for him three, four years ago. Cliff, Cliff Neal says, these last two games were terrible. You cannot lose to Columbus and Buffalo back-to-back, back, especially when the Sabres, Sabres are playing their backup – who got lit up with 10 goals the last time he played, and he shuts this team out. He said an NHL rookie, the only guy Record. ever to give up uh, anybody in the NHL to give up 10 goals one game, his next start, get a shutout. First he game. has two career shutouts Probably in his NHL career. Are they both he against has, us? No, this most recent one definitely was, though. Um, John John McManaman Grumpy. Grump, we may still drop to bottom 13. No, we're not going to. Only six points from that 13th spot. To keep the first pick, no, we're not going to drop that. We're, we'll we'll win some games. We will. And Frank K. Grumpy. I didn't realize how bad a, of a skater Horvat is. He looks really bad. He's well, here's the thing. If only you know what his thing. You want to make him a better skater? Just have him skate next to Anders Lee. He's going to look like freaking Matt Barzell out there. Mm-hmm. Pony Vergara said here, "I'm not a Dobson hater. I'm not a Romanoff lover. Um, but uh, just like TJ says." You're not as good as you think. You're not as bad as you think. Okay, fair enough. Here's the thing. I do give Romanoff a lot of shit. He's played better as of recent. I still think he makes mistakes. And sure, Dobson is not as great defensively as maybe I make him out to be. His offense far outweighs any defensive woes he has. And I think that just like Romanoff, they get both in work in progress. They're both 23 years old. They both can improve. He's never going to be a physical defenseman, though, Dobson. I don't ever have that expectation for him because it's just not in his DNA. The same thing like when Grumpy gets pissed off at Brock. Brock's not a physical guy, just not what he is. Got to have other guys who are willing to do that. Um, and then Freedom Fund Adventure, Grumpy. Johnston would be a big improvement over several Jags taking up space. This staying in the middle ground and not top or bottom where assets could be acquired is treadmill to nowhere. How to gain assets now. The whole thing is you got to start moving off whatever you can and load up on draft picks. You're going to have to suck for a while to get good. Yeah, they beat the hell out of them. Um, we look gas tonight, straight snoozing, says Pony Boy. Yep, I, I think that oh, I hope we're not just I just hope we're not gassed and we're done for the year. Um, Horvat's contract's gonna look really bad in a year or two. Yeah, it's already looking, yeah. Oof. Bro, how many freaking points are we gonna get against Tampa twice, Jersey, and Carolina? Not two. a lot. I think maybe two out of those the Capitals, two of that span. Dan P said the Capitals made the right moves and they still are in it. Good job, they have absolutely. They did the right thing. They moved assets, not guys who were core guys. They moved guys and they got picks, and then they picked up Sandine, which I thought was the best move. The goalie is a part of the team, isn't he? The dumbest take I've heard in months. I don't know. I don't know what that is. It was so long ago. Um, anyway, here. Um, um uh, I don't want to get off topic, but if I use the final four, let's go. Think uh, about that. Best way to win. That's an awesome stat coming from the come from behind victories. Yeah, it is. Again, we, we mentioned some positive because there are some positive things, right? After you lose two games against shitty squads, there's more negative than positive, obviously, but there are some positive things to mention. How many good teams, teams not in the suck zone, have we beaten coming from behind in the third period? I'm going to bet the answer is zero. 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 None. That's what I'm going to bet. None. <laughs> Tell me who. I don't know who the fuck they are, and I can't Pittsburgh. Them right now. Pittsburgh, which was three times, they are firmly in the suck zone. Okay. I don't know about the other six. Probably so. all suck zone teams. Probably okay. teams out west. Okay. 
Um, it's dreadful. That's a horrible quote from Paul Mary. I'm coaching. Oh my God. Uh, how can you ever make a comment like that? Chris said about Kyle Palmieri. I uh, know that's not good. Um, we legit got smoked by two bottom feeding squads. They're feeling, themselves, squads. they're feeling themselves way too much after that Toronto win. Yep. Mm-hmm. They were. That's, um, that's, that's typical cul-de-sac mentality though, right? Hey, look at us starting to smell ourselves a little bit. And then you get shit canned by freaking Columbus and Buffalo. Chris. Yeah. Christmas said here, Bailey is in a deserved roster spot, let alone a first line. AJ I, I, Piazza. I, I, honestly, I screamed and the warden asked, are you okay? I'm like, no, that piece of shit. Bailey's back in the lineup on the first line. AJ Piazza says, Bull Duke should be a regular the rest of the season. Sure. Why not? Yeah. Why, why not? not? Noah Dobson needs to do double work on his defense pairing. He's going to do double work with, with Aho or him. Doesn't matter who it is. Grumpy. Roman off. Uh, doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, Ivan D, uh, Ivan D says here, good rank, Grumpy. I agree. I don't know which one, but hey, okay, cool. There's a lot of them, that's for certain. Um, let's see here. Didn't Brock have two snipes last night? Sometimes I wonder if you guys watch the game. Okay, Hutchinson shit the bed on one, and the other one was a uh, a turnover where he's freaking wide open. That you ex- you expect him to score that? He should score that. Hold on. Why am I getting lumped into Grumpy's take about not liking Brock Nelson, D-Cut? I do oh, like Brock no. Nelson. I've always been a Brock Nelson supporter. He sucks and blows. He this? Sucks. He's the epitome of soft. He is soft. He is soft. Here's the thing. I'm not expecting. Okay. He's not freaking Uh-oh. Conor McDavid. But guess what? I'm not expecting Conor McDavid to freaking be fighting it up and gooning and mucking it up over there. I'm not expecting that, Grumpy. He sucks. Yeah. Anyway, let's continue on, huh? Um, Tommy Shredder. Hey guys, tough last few days for our boys. Only seven graces. Florida lost two. Yep, and that's our only and seven graces. You've seen that, right? All those games in hand, right? TJ, oh, this game's in hand. I said, you know what? I'd rather be the team with the points. We talked about always the magic numbers. You need 94 points in order to make it in the postseason. Guess what? We're not hitting 94 points. That means we need nine points out of our last eight games. I don't see that as happening, but we're going to make the postseason because that is how weak the shit squads are. Can I just tell you something? Last year, you needed 100 points to make the playoffs. Yes. 100 points. We were 16 points out. Even if we win every single game the rest of the way, we wouldn't get to 100 points this year. I wonder if this year, how many points did we have last season? We were around 84. 84 points. We'll have more points than that. Maybe. Uh, Maybe. Don't tell D-Cut that, Grumpy. Oh, gosh. Speaking of Invisible, how about Bo? Also, rebuild or retool. There's no um, difference. There is no difference. It's a Retool is a new word used by, man, by general managers, so people don't want to hear rebuild. Rebuild's outdated. So no one says rebuild anymore. It's retool. It's H- the same freaking thing. You're turning over your roster to get better because your team sucks. It's the same thing. Same exact thing. Egypt Piazza says, can the Islanders even trade Josh Bailey in the offseason? He is a healthy scratch. Um, Yeah, Run him over in the parking lot. Hit him with a bus. Put him on long-term injury. Do what you got to do. D-Cut says, 9-4-1 without the ballerina, which is a 109-point pace. Impressive. Weren't we 6-1-1? As I say, we were 6-3-1 since then. 500. 500. That's an 82-point pace, D-Cut. That's that's less than 500. 3 3 one's less than 500. You're losing more games than you're winning. But here's the thing. We've got some tough teams. I hope we play well against the Devils. I hope we play well against Carolina. I hope we play well against Tampa twice. I hope we play well against the, the Washington Capitals. 
A lot of hope. We're going to find out real quick if we start losing a few of those games, how that number right there may change. But I'm, I'm happy. Just keep that up, that number up as we continue to lose or win games because I am interested. Uh, oh, my God. Three... <laughs> 0.375 the rest of the season. Brock has been fantastic. Absolutely. Nick Kay said, um, Stefan Rosner tweeted Holmstrom um, had a chance to take over the number one right wing spot, but struggled. So now Bailey gets to prove to Lane that he should stay in. Um, so they're either a, a we don't have we don't have a right wing then. We don't have a right wing. That piece of shit. Either one of those two low life humps are considered a right wing one. We don't have a right wing. We don't have one on the whole roster. That's Stop. what he's bringing that up for. He said, "Either you're the first, you're the first pairing right wing, or you're a healthy scratch." Yeah, that sounds legit. They uh-huh. suck. Both of them suck. Lou Lamarillo sucks. Um, here you go, uh, Cliff Neal Grumpy. Besides the Great Islanders covers, the best part of the show is when Grumpy has to set TJ straight for one of his multiple TJ transgressions. We're eating it up, saying, "Go get him, Grump, get him!" <laughs> oh man, oh man. Oh, good gracious here. Uh, Patrick Hamo saying, somebody tell TJ that complaining about Horvat won't do much right now. Tell him that the trade deadline is past and gone. They no, they, gone. See, here's the thing. You, you have to remember the past transgressions because that's what puts your team in the state. And just saying, well, they don't count anymore because he made them. No, he's been screwing up for years. So you have to remember. You, he has to be reminded. I want people to remember his failures as a general manager. The, the same thing like the Von the the best the best thing he ever did was hire Barry Trotz. The second best thing is not letting Fredo come up with the big team. Sorokin was the second best thing, and after that, the list gets really short. Um, Jack A. Anton there on Twitter says, "Hold nothing back, Rick in, rip into this pathetic team." I tell you, the fans are not happy right now, Grumpy. No, and we knew that was going to be the case. You lose, you lose those two teams. We knew not the wheels were coming off. Could you imagine if we lose the next two games too? We will lose the next two games. I th- I think we'll lose the next five. <laughs> I know you screw. You're messing with me right now, right? Nope. Okay. Just we, when I bought back into this fucking team on the bandwagon, you're telling me we're got, they're about to go to the shit squad. They're about I don't to think we could squad. beat a good team. Sorokin doesn't make that save we against just Toronto. Toronto. Yeah, to, we lose that game too. We're t- we're like a front runner squad now, and things are going great. They're great, and then it's like Columbus and Buffalo. Columbus and Buffalo. Columbus and Buffalo. Columbus and Buffalo. Columbus. Johnny Gaudreau went there. Buffalo. I mean, Buffalo. 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 Varlamov, the backup against Buffalo. If we make the playoffs, which we might, which we might not, we get blown up by Boston. Yeah, I think we make the postseason, but we would get if we play Boston. Any any team who's playing Boston, Pittsburgh, Florida, the Islanders, every single one of those teams, whatever magic team could go on an eight game run and all the other teams lose around them, no matter what team plays Boston in the first round, Boston is going to pummel them. They're going to ship mix whoever they play. And I hope it's not us. Um, we have as much chance of winning against Boston or Carolina, really, as like a guy who's getting ready to get, you know, hung from the gallows and they pull the lever and coming back from that. Maybe God. you can make on your last words. Do you have any last words? <laughs> Christmas said guillotine. Him. Guillotine. Uh, Christmas said here, uh, Horvat will become invisible. He already I, is. I understand. <laughs> Pavillier didn't play good. Um, he didn't play well, but uh, the draft pick in Ratu is tough. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
Thanks for pulling up. Look what they got for a UFA. Look what they got for a UFA. And we wouldn't move our guys. We would not move our UFAs. They move a UFA. They rebuild the freaking team in one draft. And us? Well, let's bring Varlov said he wanted to come back. Okay. I, I'm dying to see what his contract is. Yes. Pony dying. boy. Pony boy Curtis had sent us. He tagged us. I, no, I, I, here's the thing. I apologize. Pony boy Curtis tagged us in all of these items too, which is just, I'm just talking about. It's like, it's like mud. For, it's like, it's like shit for the pig pen. That's exactly what it was like. Just rolling around in that and rolling around in there. Grumpy. He was tagging us in the, and Kyle Palmieri's comments, the Josh Bailey sucks. He was doing all that. I'm like, Oh baby. I like that. Oh, oh baby. Pony boy Curtis. I appreciate it. It was great, man. I'm happy you did. Um, and John Smith said Lane's excuse for putting Bailey in was he sat for a while and he wanted to get a fresh body in. LOL Bailey, fresh body. <laughs> why did they why did they put a corpse in there if he wanted a fresh body? I don't know, man. Bailey should be healthy scratch. Oh, Bailey should be a healthy scratch from a freaking beer league team. Oh god. Um our coach is over or coach is overmatched and getting tight. Um, I don't think so. I just think our guys are I just think they're too comfortable. They're just too comfortable. There's no repercussions to failure for this team. Just none. And what's Lamarill going to say at the end of the year? What's he going to say? We believe in this group. I mean, how many times you got to hear that shit? I mean, how many People times you got to hear pissing you off? Oh, yeah. Oh, here's another one. Boy, that fourth line has been really good for a lot of years. Don Cherry said that, what, eight, nine years ago? Nine years ago. Stop. Stop. Don't smoke crack says effing embarrassing. Patrick Hamill said they got to play better, and I think they will. That's true. I hope they do. I just no, hope they're not gassed. Not in the next couple of weeks. Got to wait till you get to the weaker part of the schedule. Uh, honestly, you think you're beating that Jersey? I think it would be Washington. I think Washington's done. Um. Oh, God. Andrew L said there's 55 people watching and about only the same 10 or 15 are commenting. I'm convinced that players and coaches watch this show. <laughs> you know, the I'm worth the motivation. Fire it up, you piece of shit, Bailey. I want to see 100% effort out of you. And that's what you need in the locker room. You need some of that, a little bit of that freaking aggression, a little bit of freaking, uh, God damn. Mm. I mean, we know the uh, front office does. Ah, that we've heard. That we've heard. The candy canes will choke as usual in the playoffs. Very soft team mentality. Yeah, what about us? I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, I'd much rather be the canes than us. Watch out for the canes. They're the only, I I think they're the only team to give Boston a, a run. The only team. JG said, let's not forget how good Varley was today. He was great. Fantastic today. Yep. We could have easily lost that game four or five to nothing. Yeah, he was great. He had a fantastic one of the best games we've seen from him all season long. Absolutely. Absolutely. Chris agrees with you, Grumpy. Dan Perez, Grumpy. When was the last time we had a consistent power slate play? 1983. Um, feel like we've had been in the bottom five for years. Just think of how many games we would have won or been competitive in if we had a stellar power play. Because we don't have any, we've never in the last how Grumpy, when do you think it's been since our team has had top to bottom legitimate talent? Because even when we were like had that one, we had a few of those years when John Tavares was on the squad and we'd make the postseason. We didn't have an immense amount of talent then either. 1993 was the last year. We were a really talented team. Yeah, I think so. Where it was all talent could win us games alone. We don't have that. 
It's got to be the hard work, the structure, fantastic goaltending, team effort, 200-foot game. It's a whole bunch of things have to go. And a great coach. We had a great coach. Joseph C. said, Horvat might be like Kuba. (laughs) Traded for a guy having a career year and then overpaying him an extension. Oh, God, please, no. No, I I think it'll be fine. I think it'll be fine. Once Barzal comes back, it'll be fine. Cut says Barzal's milking his injury, got paid, and is taking his sweet ass time. I'm gonna call him Lamar. Oh shit! Oh, that's a good one, man. That's good. That's a good oh, one. Jesus, Christ. that's why you got to listen to TJ and the grumpy old man. I'll tell you that much right now. Lamar Jackson, he cut there. I like it. I like the. I like. I like the throwback. TJ is the only superhero we need. Oh, thank you, there, Patrick, <laughs> or villain. Oh, <laughs> what do they say? If you stay, if you're a hero and you stay around long enough, you turn into the villain, right? Yeah, when you're a hero and you stay there too long, you fucked it up, Grumpy. You screwed up. I could, I know the exact quote, but I've messed it now with it, whatever you said. Christmas, Christmas said they they mortgage the future and the present for Horvat. Yeah, exactly. One hundred percent said Chris TJ, um, and uh, I saw a video on TikTok of the ballerina dancing at a recital, but he can't get his ass on the ice. Hold on, you've got a TikTok. I want to know why he's watching ballerina videos. <laughs> I, I got you, usually the people who are ballerinas like kids eight to ten. I watch. Okay, here's the thing. I don't have the TikTok, but I watch Instagram, which are like three week late TikToks. So <laughs> I guess I watch. I watch three week late TikToks or reels or whatever they call them. You but yeah, what? I haven't seen anything of Matt Matt Barzal, Matty B. I, I was um, thinking about getting a TikTok and an Instagram, but I decided it would just take too much time. Grumpy, you on social media would be something. It would be a worry. Oh my gosh. Um, Tommy Schroeder said, "No way should Barzal be rushed back." Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and what's up, Frank? He says hello from Kissimmee, Florida. What's up, Frank? He yeah, that's right. He's in Florida. That's right with family. Enjoy the time with family, Frank. Hopefully, it's going to be a good time. Um, and uh, Nick C. Grumpy. Will they put Wally at left wing next year with Barzi and Horvat? I bet they trade him. He's young. He has a chance to be good. That's the type of guy we move for somebody like, I don't know, name some old, maybe for Adam Henrique. Maybe they say, you know what? We liked Engvall so much, Toronto, that we're going to give you Wallstrom as well as a third round. As a thank you. So the next time you've got a real, you know, this is a future finder's fee that we're paying you. I don't know what we're going to do. AJ Piazza says, why not try Wallstrom, Holmstrom, and Barzal next year? Or that. Um, just move uh Wall, just move Wallstrom to the left wing, move uh, I'm sorry, move him to the, to the left wing, move Barzal to the right wing. Holmstrom should get a chance. We're too busy failing this season before I can think about next year. I was about to say, who knows what's gonna happen? Who knows who our general manager is gonna be next year, too? That's why I'm like it's gonna be that old geezer. That's uh, um freedom fun adventure, Grumpy. TJ's other routine is to question Horvat Duda's reaction to that. Horvat and Romanov, not the problems. They are a huge part of the future. Focus on the dudes here for numerous coaches and two GMs. I, here's the thing. I think that Romanov is not the answer. I think Horvat's going to be fine. Once He need, just needs a creator. He worked well with Matt Barzell, particularly on the power play, which cannot be understated. I think that was really, really important. And I think that'll be fine. For I think that's bodes well for next year. I like a push in my narrative. I was first on the line asking questions before anybody else was. Before anybody on social media saying, 
Is anybody else concerned Bo Horvat's not putting up too many points with this big contract? And now more and more people are coming along to the you TJ Way of Thought, Grump. No, you said that before they even played the first game. I think you tweeted out, hey, uh, he hasn't had any points since that trade. Oh, he hasn't played for the team yet. Tommy Shredder said, you know Lane is going to rush Mappers all back since he's being judged on his first year's production. I think that's a mistake. Frank said here, it's my fault. I couldn't watch the honors game. Was that my father-in-law's 80th birthday? Well, no, you enjoyed that, I'm sure, more than you would have enjoyed Absolutely. the honors game. So, Frank, you lucked out, my friend. You lucked out. Um, let's see here. Um, I rip Parise, but he is a model on how to play hockey correctly. He's been really good the last 10 games. Really good. John McMahon said, Grumpy, we're going to go three or we're going to go three and seven over our last 10 games. So we is got that enough. Is that enough? Is 89 points enough? I could see us going three and seven. Absolutely. I could see us going, oh, and well, we only have eight games left. So I could see, what if we go 0 and 8? We've got eight games left. Yeah. Um, eight games left. Three and five. I don't think it's a stretch to say three and five. So that's what he's saying. So three and five, meaning that we went. Um, because we started off 0 and 2 and you know, these are the last 10 games. We're 0 and 2 right now. So or, or 1 and 1. Okay. I'll just say what what about the last eight games? What realistically, what are we gonna go? I think maybe three wins tops. So you sold me on this negativity now, Grumpy. As so soon as I was ready to jump on the bandwagon, this bullshit happens. I, this is why I feel like I just stepped on the rake. I stepped on the head of the shovel, and the freaking end is coming to tattoo me in the freaking nose. Knock my hard hat off. Um, Brian McKenzie says, I think Bohor, I think Barzal and, and Horvat will have career years next year, and I hope we sign Parise to one more season. Okay. Can I, I just, just a little bit? Parise is not an issue, but sure. Yeah. Just going to, just going to add something to the show right now. Pittsburgh was up three to nothing in the third period. Um, Washington has just scored two goals in the last four minutes. There's six and a half minutes to go. It's three to two. Does it just feel like Pittsburgh is going to shit the bed here? Yes, it is. Well, five what they hole. should do what they should. on a five hole from Ovechkin from past the faceoff circle. What you they should do, five. what they should do is they should take out the Smith and put in Tristan Jari to make it perfect. Oh. But you, you know, the worst case scenario is they somehow find a way to tie good overtime and Pittsburgh wins. So Washington also gets a point as well. He got beat by an 87 mile an hour shot from past the faceoff circle. You, you, it, it's Pittsburgh. It's Pittsburgh. Okay, I'm sorry. Next comment. That, did you want to talk about because you were not paying attention, I guess, to our show? Uh, yeah, I, back for we want to resign him again. 39 years old. I don't know. B40 said Zach's to come up big in the playoffs. Just watch. Phil says I agree. Horvat's not a creator, and despite his career year, it's still not as good as Nelson's this year. And who exactly does Nelson get to play with? Yet he still produces goals consistently, often entirely self-generated. I like uh, Brock Nelson. I think Brock Nelson is better than Bo Horvath. I think that Brock Nelson doesn't get any attention from the team defense. I agree with Matt too. Barzell and Bo Horvath. So he gets to play with the second, you know, the second unit. No one says, oh, we got to stop Brock Nelson. Because when Barzell initially went out and Nelson came out, Nelson didn't do shit. He did nothing. Okay. Um, let's see here. I'm just looking for a few 32 goals, 67 points by Brock. Terrific season, and clearly our best. He's not our best forward. He's great. 
Matt Barzal is a better forward than Brock Nelson. I like Brock Nelson, but Brock Nelson's second best forward on the team. There's nothing wrong with that. Paulo C. Grumpy. You can't always fall behind and come back to win, which we did a lot lately. And it's surprising, especially without Barzal. So this is very concerning in our game. And I bet we haven't beaten a good team like that. These these crappy squads, I always think we're, we're the king of the suck squads. Um, so we should absolutely be able to beat, you know, Anaheim and San Jose and, you know, whoever. Uh, but just not not good teams. Get Good teams don't give up leads like that. They just don't. Freedom Fund Adventure says, Grumpy, I'm not a fan of Johnny Goudreau. The Islanders dodged that one, but 100% agree. Islanders need skilled wingers and a hard-ass mentality. Yes. No more of this cul-de-sac yeah. shit. We need some guys who live in the ghetto. We don't need none of this cul-de-sac crew. We need hard, hard MFers out there. Yeah. Guys got to be fearing for their life every day. That's what we need. <laughs> jazz says here, did you mention? What ja the hell is Bailey? It's Ja-S, not Jazz. I'm calling ja him Jazz. Ja. Don't do that. I'm going to do whatever I want. Ja. Did you this mention what the frick was Bailey doing when Buffalo scored that? He had the best seat in the house. He trailed the play the whole way. He's like, hey, man, this is great. I bet you he was probably wearing a GoPro on his helmet. Oh, look at this. Woo. Probably putting it out on his uh, his Snapchat and all his other stuff tonight. Look at this. Look at this goal by Akawa Poso. Hold on. Read this comment, Grumpy. D-Cut says, we gave a 60-point guy 9-point million, so given a 55-point guy 8.5, sounds about right for Lou. Okay, Matt Barzal had 51 points in 58 games this year. What crack pipe are you lighting up right now? If he was healthy the entire season, it would have been an easy 70-point year. Easy. 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 Top, point, a top point producer on our team by the time period he was hurt. And he had somebody to play with. Correct. I mean, like, yeah, he would have easily been over. He would easily been right around a point a game. He just didn't. He, he, he just wouldn't have had to stroke the totem pole the whole year because he had Bo Horvat on the other side there. Because mm. Rose a clown. We're better off without him. Oh gosh, Kadri both overrated as well. Okay, um, let's see here because I'm trying to. Okay, Steven Z Steven Z said Horvat's got five points in. Suarez all's been out. Um, two goals and three assists. Yeah, not great. Not great. Um, okay. For 15 games, it's not what you, that's not, not what you expected for. That's not what you paid for. Right. Steven Z also saying, yep, oh, no, there's just corrected. Um, Bonnie McCurta said, fire Shannon, hire Shay. Oh, there shit. it is. D cut says, let's give a look at, let's get Bellows to play on the first line left wing. Remember how great you guys said he was. You can't even crack the shitty Philip Philly lineup. We scored, scored a goal. today, scored today. And again, like me saying the guy, because our team is loaded a bottom six guys, never gives given a shot. That's that was my issue with him. That was my issue with Kiefer Bellows. Same issue I had with Josh Hosang. And they never, and they, his the thing, they still never gave him a shot. Same issue I have with Robin Sallow. Right, what same thing. Ten game shot, and they said, "Oh, hey, never see you again. Bye, bye." Play him on the fourth line. Play him on the off wing. We don't give a shit. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. It's just it's consistent. It's consistent that some guys just don't get a fair and equal shake. He was one of the he was one of the top two or three forwards in camp this year, and he never got a shot. He played the first game, played six minutes, and they said, "We're not playing you again." Okay, you know, in camp he had like what four goals and two assists in five games played. 
over a point of game average. He played half of a, he played six minutes on the first game and said, You're not coming back out there on the ice. And last year, when Trotz played him for whatever, however many games, he always played him on his off wing, which he'd never done in his life. I, like I said, I said you should have played him up the whole the, last year, the last 35, 40 games when you knew the season was over. Play him every single night to see if he's part of the solution or not. That's what they should have done. They chose not to. They chose to ride the old war horses out there to failure. That's all he did. Yeah, he's got four goals this year for Philly in twenty he's in twenty four games. Well, hey, he's on a more point per game pace than Simon Holmstrom is. That's a first line winger if you play for the Islanders. Yeah, it is. Well, that's right. D cut. He should be on the first line right wing. We just. Just not the L, but put the right wing. And then we could plot plot in like Pierre Engvall in there. You can plot in Hudson Fashing. All those guys we've been rolling in there. Today's podcast is brought to you by Keeps. There it is. Bradley Vesna says here, New York Islanders cannot win the playoffs like uh, like they want to play versus Columbus. I wonder if, if that's like, Michael Vesna's son. Probably. Rob says, good evening. Nick C. Grumpy. What do you guys think we do with Engval? He does bring some needed speed and some has good zone entries. Who cares? He's a bottom six guy. They're imminently replaceable. If you want to sign him back on some cheapy deal, fine. If you lose him, so what? There's a million guys like that in the league. A million. He doesn't make a difference. Does not make a difference. Oh, man. Ain't got here Phil Grumpy. Again, agree again. Parise is a model of effort night in, night out. I admire him for that alone, class athlete. Yeah, he's been really good down the stretch, really good. I think bet the best forward on the team. Fantastic. Big part of why we're still in the play. One of the people. And the small the things he does, the little veteran things that he does. You've been very critical of him in the past, too. I, absolutely, I have. And not because, because I just think he's cashed. And he certainly looked cashed for a 20-game stretch midseason. He absolutely did. But he's come back, give credit where credit's due. I even said, I didn't want him here the first year, but I said, for the money he's getting paid, I don't have a problem with him being here. Drew. Um, I just wish he'd be in a winner. I wish he would have won something and bring something to the franchise. Drill said, Anthony Rizzi, the Riz God. Um, let's see here. Um, I'm currently watching Penguins Capitals game, and they have this star view display where there's one screen on the game and one on Ovi and Sid. It's awful. Yeah. Just okay. give me, just give me the full screen. Robert says Yari's banged up grumpy old man. Oh, he God. sucks. He sucks. The best thing that happened to Pittsburgh is him being hurt. That's the best thing you could have happened to Pittsburgh. Looks like Gonzaga is going to go down to UConn tonight, down 25 points. Oh, I told you Huskies way tougher than Bulldogs. Hold on. Grumpy. You're the same guy who thought Duke was winning the championship. At least the team I didn't say winning the championship. Hey. I didn't say winning the championship. Hey, I the said team I thought was going deep made it to the Elite Eight. So they yeah. didn't do shit. You were talking today it's how they're going to win a national championship. Does UConn win the national championship? They've only made it past the sweet. The last two times they made it past the Sweet 16, they won the national championship. It and is tied. Way. Three, three. It no is freaking way. Yeah. No freaking way. Three minutes left. Pittsburgh gave up three unanswered goals in the third period. Are you shitting me? Like I said, this is what Pittsburgh does. This is what Pittsburgh does. Pittsburgh should blow the fucking team up. Blow it up. Start over. Start. They they don't have a goalie. I don't know what the hell the Smith is doing. He's always spinning around backwards. His face is towards the net. This is the second goal he's given up where his face is towards the net when the play is out in front of him. I don't know what the 
oh, look at this. Just terrible. Just disgraceful. And he doesn't get to the it. worst case scenario is the game goes to overtime and Pittsburgh wins. That's yeah. not good. Um, terrible. Trump, I know you're unaware of this, but Varlamov is a backup. Absolutely. That's what uh, he is. He's a backup for us. I'm just surprised. Any team who has a goaltending issue and didn't make a run at him is they are they're criminally morons. Uh, Punter Curtis says here, bro, Grumpy and TJ, who is worse, Christian Jari or Josh Bailey? Jari. Jari by a long shot. Holy crap. Really? Josh Bailey is invisible. Jari isn't. His mistakes are right there for the world to see every single game. God damn, Grumpy. Damn. Okay. It's, I mean, the goal, a goaltender who shits the bed every night in, night out, that's what way worse. Way worse. Christmas said here, what are your playoff predictions? Can, can, can Tampa continue? I think Toronto chokes again this year. So I think Toronto I. does something. I think I don't Toronto know how deep they go. I think they get at least one playoff one. They beat Tampa. They finally get the freaking monkey off their back. Mm, nope. Frank says he's with his daughter. The family's playing dominoes. Man, it sounds like fun, Frank. That sounds like fun, man. I hope so. Um, Michael Bechet says here, we suck. Oh, Join. no, we suck again. Join the suck. Oh, man. I just wanted to let you know that Chet Holmgren is doing commercials in his rehab, and he looks just as skinny. Oh, God. What's his rehab? Learn how to walk? Because he broke that foot or something. Nick D said here, I don't know, Grumpy. Um, when Pedersen um, was – or when Pedersen, I'm sorry, was injured, Bo Horvat played well without him. Bo needs to needs to step it up. No excuse. Maybe Durando should play for Bailey because he blows. He wasn't really playing with Pedersen. He was playing more with Besser. Frank saying, why is Durando not called up? Because we are a team that traded for more bottom six guys and we're a team full of bottom six guys. So there's no open spots for a young guy like that who has energy to earn a spot. He's not old enough. Okay. That maybe works too. Um the Candy Canes are up to their old tricks. Choked away a two-goal lead versus Toronto. They won 5-3 because Toronto <laughs> sucks. <laughs> Drew Malkin L scores a goal. Oh, in regulation. With a minute 20 to go in the third. Holy shit. Well, Pittsburgh. Don't worry. There's still a minute 20 to go, Pittsburgh. <laughs> they can still find a way to lose. That's Man, this is a home game for Pittsburgh, too. You imagine how devastating to lose that game? And giving up. up could you imagine if they the gave third. up another goal? They gave up four and eight of goals in the third period to lose at home. You might as well go ahead and do the you might as well do the eulogy for the freaking Pittsburgh Penguins if they did that. Hmm. Deidre yeah. C saying, all I'm saying is these past two games are garbage. I wanted to lay off the strong words. <laughs> I like it, Deidre. Hopefully you're doing well. JG said, I understand your point, TJ, but you can't blame Varlamov for today's mm -hmm. loss. You played an incredible game. No, no, I'm not blaming Varlamov. No I'm just saying, Varlamov. Why, why keep? Why did we need to keep the guy? We just yeah, didn't. he didn't need to be kept because if he's playing two games, you could have put, put Corey Schneider and had the same result as we did with Varlam. Yeah, it doesn't matter. You it played does, great. Backup. You could have got draft capital for a freaking backup. Yep. I hate I hate the saying playoff hockey. I don't think playoff hockey is getting any goals. Mm. Well, then we're in playoff hockey mode. Deidre C said, love the mustache, TJ. Thank you so oh, much, Deidre. Look at that. Lou is a ham and egger hoarder. Yes, he is. Rob! Um, Nick C. Grumpy. I want to see Ishikov next year. Bailey gets put on waivers and Holmstrom stays down. 
at a minimum, he should be the first call up next year. You're never going to see him here. I just have a bad feeling. Okay. Um, TJ, play the hot versus crazy matrix. Oh, my God. I've seen that. I've seen it online. Uh, that's a funny one. That's a funny one. I'll show Grumpy that afterwards. The hot and crazy matrix is a good one. Okay. Very scientific. Um, Ishikoff and Durando should be up now. That sounds uh, like something we could do on the TJ and the Grumpy Old Man show for fun. The hot and crazy matrix. Yeah, tomorrow we'll do that. That'll be fun. Um, oof, TJ must to say this because Zaga doesn't look too hot right now. Bob said, I feel robbed. Ah, said, Don't forget to smash that like button. That's right. Don't forget smash to smash the like it. button. Grumpy is hot on the collar tonight. I can tell because he's using language. Uh, that would make a sailor blush. Yeah, it's true. I, I you know, I just some of the guys are my hot button guys, and I listen to some people buying into the propaganda that you see out there. That's why I'm the enemy of the cartel. Oh, there it is. Teeny's back, Matt Barzal, ASAP. Yeah, our offense. Guys, since, we got, uh, since we got Bo Horvat, 22 games, we have scored 71 goals um, and average over three uh -huh. goals a game. We've played the last 15 games without Barzal. So far, the problem is not the goal scoring. Um, I disagree. Okay, so we had a couple of games where we scored a lot of goals. And our defense was invisible. And we haven't played any good teams. We played a lot of bad teams over that stretch. Team, that's, what, that's what the Toronto. episode was called, taking care of business. Toronto's the one. You beat Toronto 7-2. Yep. Um, the Islanders never played Washington. Well, Wade Flaherty said the Islanders are not making the playoffs. I hate to break the Islander fans, but facts are facts. I still, my old man. Pittsburgh hangs on to win four to three. I mean, Dallas, Dallas McDonald, Dallas McDonald grumpy says a buyout for Josh Bailey would be $1.1 million on the books uh, this year and next year. Is it worth it? If we cannot trade them? Absolutely. Got him loose. No, it's not. You don't I need the cap. Guess what? We should be retooling now. We're, we're trying to take on bad contracts. That's what our team should be looking to do here going forward. If you don't make a, you don't make noise in a postseason, It's about time to start restructuring the team. JJ said, we got played. No offense. Mishandled pucks down on the ice. It was a hard game to watch. On to the next one. And that's the thing. It's, it's like they're not even fun to watch. I, I really thought we were going to somehow get a goal after Buffalo dominates the whole first period. And we just missed an open net. I forget who it was. Probably Nelson. Um, we just, we just, I'm just like, man, that's just typical on the scoring after being dominated. Gungun said, anybody else noticed the Islanders primarily playing like doo-doo when they're on ESPN Plus? Can I give a can I get a special credit for that observation? Yes, you do. We'll give you extra points. You got five extra bonus points. Dallas McDonald said, or second scenario, you can trade them, you know, the whole contract, keep half of it and then trade them. So you, you keep 2.5 million on the books. You have 2.5 million on the books for one year. I'm not giving up any assets to unload him. Let me just put it to you that way. Frank C said, Anders Lee is a poor man, Steve Vickers. I like Steve Vickers. Brian also says, yeah, put Priest on the first line. He's deserved it. Absolutely. You you should, instead of just, we'll put Josh Bailey up there. What has he done to earn that spot? Gungun says here, for us, Satsack, Mets, Jets, Islander fans, the Islanders collapsing would feel right at home for us after taking a boot to the private parts for the Mets and Jets over the past few months. Yeah. Um. Oof. Uh, let's see here. Grump question for you. I'll let you read it. Do you remember the old Earl Scheib commercial? How did they say in those commercials? I'll pay any car for 99 99. 
That's what it used to be, Earl Scheib. Cheapy paint job. I think you had to do like a lot of the work, like covering up the mirrors and stuff like that. Everything, they didn't tape anything up, so you had to do that. And then they, in and out. Frank says here, yeah, I wore my New York Islanders t-shirt with the fisherman. Some, oh, some gangbanger. Looked at him, dude, wearing a Florida hat. And he said, yo, you New York. I said, amen, baby. Well, there it is. Frank making friends with the community. I like it, Frank. Um, Sunday Sands says Phil S. Oh, man, Phil Esposito. Um, let's see here. Gungun saying. Not uh, Phil Esposito. I said Phil S. And I said. You said Phil Esposito. That's E-S. I know. I know Esposito spelled. I just said S. I was like, ooh. It made me think of Phil Esposito. Couldn't tell you why, but it did. Gungun Grumpy. Something that hasn't been discussed. The Islanders' bad habit of playing up to the competition and down to the competition. So I wouldn't be shocked if we beat the Devils and the Bolts, et cetera, but lose to the losers. Uh, when was the last time I'm – I'll say Toronto, but that was – I think that's a one-off. That's Sorokin. That wins on Sorokin. When was the last time we beat a good team? When was the last time we beat a playoff team? Well, technically Winnipeg's a playoff team, but they're not, I don't consider them a good team. We Where are they Winnipeg. in the Was that? Oh, I'm sorry. They're the last – they're in the eighth playoff spot. So they're right in there. The you, look at, you look at the teams. We have not beaten an impressive team since the Seattle Kraken in February 7th. Are they impressive, Seattle? Look at their record. Look at the record. They're another okay. They're another team that's in a wild card spot. Really? That's it. They're in a wild card spot. No, I thought they were cemented in. Eighty-eight spot. Eighty-eight points. They're in. They're the first wild card spot. Holy shit! Okay, nope. Um, let me see the last time it, the Islanders beat a top tier team. Vegas Golden Knights, January twenty eighth. Okay, that's like how many? Two months ago. Holy shit! Look at the fucking wins we have. And again, we've beaten some teams that are right on the outside. And I mean, right on the outside or right in the playoff picture, but not really good ones, right? No. Like you're going to see coming up. So here's here's the thing. Let's look at the last few victories we've got. So like this stretch here, I am now worried about the Devils, Capitals, Lightning, Hurricanes, Lightning. Because that is those are teams, right? Devils are a top-tier team. Lightning are a top-tier team, and so are the Canes. Those but, are four losses. Those are four we losses. Did beat, we did beat We did beat the yeah, Maple Leafs. That was a big one. Beat the Sharks, not a top-tier team. Ducks, not a top-tier team. Um, Penguins, not a top-tier team. Sabres, not a top-tier team. Red Wings, not a top-tier team. The Winnipeg Jets, twice, not a top-tier team. The Penguins, again, not a top. The Penguins, twice in a row, not a top-tier team. Then we beat um, the Kraken. I did not know they're a wild-card spot, so not a top-tier team. The Flyers, and then it's the Vegas Golden Knights. We haven't beat a top tier team since January twenty eighth. What about before that? Toronto and okay, so we lost to Toronto. Okay, Red Wings. Nope. Senators, Maple Leafs. We lost to. We lost to the Canadian. We lost to the Hurricanes. We lost to the Sabers. We lost to the Bruins. Lost to the Capitals. Beat the Canadians. Yikes! Lost to the Wild. Lost to the Stars. Lost to the Flames. Lost to the Oilers. Beat the Canucks, lost to the Kraken, beat the beat the Blue Jackets, beat the Penguins, beat the Florida Panthers. I, oh my God, we're going okay. Vegas, Vegas, <laughs> Vegas. We have had so in 2023 teams that are not in a wild card spot, teams that are higher than a wild card. Two spot. teams, two so teams. top 12 team in the NHL. We've beaten two teams. Sound familiar? Does it sound familiar? Sounds like last year and the year before too. 
Holy to beat the shitty teams and we lose the good teams. That see, that's my point. Okay, we play a lot of shitty teams and we're taking care. We were taking care of business for the last couple of games, yeah. which is enough to get in play, us in the playoff spot. But we're not beating a good team. Mm. I mean, um, Sean Snipe says, "How has Bo been for the Islanders? Underwhelming. Underwhelming. Yes, that's probably the best way to put it." Um, your Rangers Mike said the best is in 1976-77 Montreal. They were, yep, tw- uh, 62-8-10. and 10. Yeah. Yep, that's pretty darn good. Tony Cheese said here, um, is TJ losing weight or is that just an overstocked, oversized T-shirt? Um, no, about the same as I always am. So it's maybe he just shaved. He shaved in the mustache makes it look like his face is thinning out. Ooh, look at this. Go. You do like, oh, yeah, look at look at my face. It's so skinny now, Grumpy. Yeah. Eric K says here, um, we don't have a chance to be Boston. If we can't beat shitty teams, we are done. Well, we just did the math there. We've beaten, we've beaten in this year, this calendar year, we've beaten two teams that are above a wild card spot. Toronto recently and Vegas. And if we want to take it back even to December, we beat another Vegas Golden Knights. We got Vegas's number. So if we get to the Stanley Cup final. Hey, we, we're, we're going to win. Anything can happen. Remember the expansion year? We beat them too. We swept Vegas. Vegas. Yeah. We own Vegas. Tony Cheese also said. Also, Drew. Um, Drew and I are having a bare knuckles boxing match. All proceeds will go towards raising awareness for the dangers of smoking cigarettes. Oh, there it is. Um, Andrew L said, Horvat just looks like he doesn't skate hard at all. He fits right in. He's been indoctrinated into the... He's been cold. He's been inoculated with cul-de-sac fever. Patrick Hamill said the better Boston does now, the easier they're going to be to out in the postseason. I agree, Patrick. Absolutely. Um, and Dobson gives, <laughs> gives up the deep puck or gives up the puck deep, deep in the zone. Um, um, I, I still believe Horvat will improve when Barzal returns. My main question is, Where's Waldo? Injured for the season. I think he tore his ACL. I'm gonna bet. I wonder if they're even gonna keep him. I think they're gonna try to move him too. I think if he was healthy, he would have been moved too. He probably would have given him Bavillier, Ratu, Wallstrom in a first round pick. Maybe that in a second. And he would have traded the first round pick at this year's NHL draft. Yeah. So what we're gonna see this year's NHL draft, Wallstrom and a second round pick are going the other way for some other freaking guy that is just like a head scratcher. Somebody were like, what the hell's going down? Um, New York Ranger Mike said, Calm down, you two. The Islanders are gonna make the playoffs. And you have Sorokin who could steal a series. No, New okay. York Rangers Mike. This is the mindset that these- the whole thing is we're not playing, you know. Um, name a shitty. Uh, well, we're not playing the Rangers. We're, we're playing Boston or Carolina. We're not playing the Rangers or a team like Toronto. We're not playing a bad team. We're playing. We, I won't say the Rangers are bad. Obviously, I'm joking around. But we're not playing a, a, a like a uh, maybe they're a fringe team. We're going to be playing Boston or Carolina. We're going to get steamrolled. Absolutely steamrolled. Um. Woo woo. Is Bo playing with bums? Yes, he is, Sean. I'd say he's playing with bums. Yeah, yeah. Grumpy, this is where skill goes to die. Ouch. I hope that's not the case because Sorokin deserves better than that. Dobson and Barzal, too. Absolutely. The real question is, does Sorokin sign an extension or does he fly like a fat or like a fast-flying falcon? Does he flee, I'm sorry, like a fast-flying falcon? I don't know, but the old man should get him locked up this offseason. Absolutely. Patrick Hamo said, TJ's easy to troll. I am. Um, goalies. I already have so many assignments. It's absurd. 
guys are going to get a Michigan a few times a season. Yeah, I don't mind that at all. Um, when the goalie gets Michigan, it's mostly on the defense guys. Who was that out there? Oh, Pulak and Romanoff. Not Noah Dobson. He didn't give up any goals. He's been great. Sean Snipe says here, I don't know if Bose snubbed that lefty guy for an autograph, but Bose had 60 points. Uh, you know, Bose is a 60-point second-line center, says Sean. Okay, gotcha. That's good to see. Um, two losses and we're right back to the Always Say Die podcast. There it is. Um. <laughs> That's not true. We still said we're making the playoffs. We're not beating anybody. That's all. Andrew Which is what I've been saying all year. Andorov didn't play. ESPN screwed up as per usual and had him as number 18, which is now involved. What's the difference? There is no difference between those two guys. Andrew Seeley said, shaking my effing head. Give Horvat and Dobson a break. Um, they, hey, they're surrounded by crap except for Sorokin. That's true. In 94, the Rangers beat the Islanders in that first round, four games to zero. The Rangers outscored the Islanders 25 to three. In that I, I just have a feeling that is this year. Yep, Paul, I do remember that. Yeah, don't forget that 67 or 76, 77 season was only 80 games and no overtime to boost your wins after regulation. A tie was a tie. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to tell you what, probably Montreal would not have lost the game in uh, extra time. They were great. That, people, uh, people for, I mean, we came right after that. But I'll tell you what, they were a great, great dynasty. They won four cups in a row. LaFleur, Shut, LaMare, Robinson, LaPointe, Dryden. I mean, they were great. Mixie said, okay, guys, cool your jets. Nelson had some stitches over his eye. I guarantee <laughs> neither of you guys will be jumping on your feet after getting split. Okay. I How many guys come back after getting freaking stitched up in between? Here's the thing. They miss a shift. This freaking guy's got to go out of the whole game. His mommy had to call him. When you're, you're, when you're Rocky. Nick, when you're a big bastard, you don't get split. You do the splitting. <laughs> I would not. Yeah, I never had issues like that. Um, Goon Goon said here, because I had a lot of time on my hands, I watched highlights of our 2016 playoffs. I totally forgot that series versus the Bolts, especially the game when the Bolts tied um, with less than a minute, a minute to win in overtime. Hmm. Yeah, I'll tell you. Yeah, but I think what was that four to one that series? Or was it four to two? I don't remember. Grumpy sounds like the average Islander fan. If they don't hit or if they don't hit, they suck. 32 goals. Who gives a shit if they only five hits? Holy shit. He's Connor McDavid. He's not even I like Brock Nelson. I know he's you he's not don't. even Connor McDavid. He's not tough though. Sweat. Brock Nelson. He's not even not Connor tough. McDavid's ball sweat. Stop. I like Brock Nelson. I do, but he's not tough. I just think I just think he and he's been better the last few years. Prior to Barry Trotz coming here, he was a guy he'd score a couple of goals in a game they lose eight to four, or he'd score a couple of empty netters. He's still that, but I mean, he was never made a difference. It was he'd score goals when the game was over. It didn't mean anything. We're up six to one. He'd score a couple after the game was decided. That's always who he was. He, much, much better. Barry Trotz single-handedly turned him into a way better total hockey player. He absolutely and he's been did. better the last three, four years. He absolutely has. Hey, Still looks like Ichabod. Holmstrom are interchangeable, says Brett W. Absolutely they are. Yeah, they, yeah. I mean, you know what they are? They're fucking Both bookends. Suck. Yeah, they're bookends. Dallas there, I got that. Thank you. Yep. Should we trade them? Um. Nah, like not now. 
1.1 million. That's not, yeah, it's not a crazy amount for a buyout, especially with the cap starting to move up and move up the year after. But Josh Bailey kind of, I don't know. There, okay. If you give Lou Lamarillo extra cap space, he's not going to do what the team needs and what you want him to do with that cap space. He's going to get some freaking guy, a fill in guy. He'll overpay a bottom six guy who will say, Oh, you were a bottom six guy for the Anaheim Ducks. Well, you're going to be playing a top six role for us. That's just what he's going to do. Anytime he needs to make the big move, it just doesn't get done. And at the time, oh, except once, I will say at the time period, the Bo Horvat move was the big move, the marquee move that could be made. And he did do that. So, you know, I, ugh. my faith in him is, is, is not very high. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. Gone. Uh, nobody wants him. Wave him, bury him in the AHL is the best case scenario. Yeah. Make him ride the bus. Anthony said, we suck. We're not going to win any more games. Oh, man. I tell you what, watch out if that's the case. Gonzaga's in the mud right now. Yeah. Gonzaga's done. Um, <laughs> And uh, lots of my Penguins co-workers want Varlamov now. Well, they should have traded for him at the deadline. Absolutely. At the deadline. I thought that was a no-brainer. I mean, we even talked about that. Why would Pittsburgh not make a deal for him? He would be – Pittsburgh would be in the playoffs comfortably. Yes. If they had traded for Varlamov. Absolutely. Coach Tommy B said they played two bad games. They need to regroup quickly. Yeah, I was about to say, these five tough opponents here. I still think they'll beat Washington. We haven't beaten them this year. We struggle historically against yeah. them as of recent years. So I'm not penciling that in a win for us. But I don't think I don't see us beating Tampa. I think maybe we Carolina. split against Tampa. We split against Tampa. I don't see it happening. I don't see us beating Tampa. You go grumpy. Patrick Hamos. Which parts of the island do you think will be renamed at the players after this year? Parise Place, Holmstrom Estates, Lane Lambert Lane, Barzell Plaza. Um I don't know. I was trying to think of something glib, but I couldn't come up with something for Boulevard. Sorry. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. And time B said, how long do you expect a player to take it for, or take it for a player to come back from a torn hockey um, player? Eight months, eight months. We're, th- we're talking about, Oh, I think Wallstrom grumpy. So like, he's not going to be back until next year. Can't trade him. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, yeah. I'm just saying he'll be moved next year. I feel like follow C grumpy grumpy. I'm not really a Nelson fan myself, but he's doing his job by scoring goals and he's the most consistent scorer. And now that we have Horvat, I would keep him for now. I wouldn't. And the reason is they will keep him. I'm just telling you, they're not moving him. He'll probably get some ridiculous contract extension at 32, unless the old man is dead by then. God, we can only hope. Uh, So we have a new general manager. But I mean, there's no way that he should be resigned. I would move him because the team's not good enough. His game is not going to get any better. How long do you think he can keep up? And I think he has been good. He's been fantastic. I like Brock Nelson a lot. The time to move him and cash in on his couple of career seasons is right now. Not waiting two years. Now you can get maximum value for him and expedite your rebuild slash retool, whatever, making the team younger and better going forward. That's why you move a guy because he's not going to be here when the team is good again. Just not just because of his age. Coach Tommy B said, I think we go four and four in the last eight games does put us at 91 points and gets us in. Yeah. You just think about how much easier the threshold of entry was for the postseason this year compared to last year. 91 points get you and 91 points might get you the seventh spot. 
that's how bad the teams around are playing too. Yeah. Um, I wanted to leave this. I wanted to leave this much earlier, but uh, thank you for the content. Don't sleep on Edmonton. Thank you, JP. We appreciate it. Um, Frank K said here, you can bet your ass that there's a built-in excuse to run the same team back again next year. Lou will be back with his son. Oh. That's what I'm afraid. Well, you know, we were so close. If Matt Barzal didn't get hurt, you know, we would have done really good. I know we got swept by Boston and got outscored 42 to three. I know that. But you know what? If Barzell was there, it would have been 39 to six. Tommy Shredder Grumpy. Got to blow up the team, build around Sorokin, Barzell, and Horvat, sell off all other assets, and collect draft capital. There are guys we can absolutely keep who could be part of a rebuild. But the vast, the problem is he keeps re-signing guys he should let go. That's the biggest issue. Cal Clutterbuck, Casey Zizekas, Matt Martin, uh, Kyle Pari, uh, Palmieri, even Parise as good as he's played. Pajot, move him. Move him. At his age, somebody would have given you something for him come playoff time. Sure. Absolutely yeah. somebody. You could have got – Carolina wanted him. Why would you not move him to Carolina? Get maybe a, a uh, you know a, a couple of second round picks, one this year, one next year. Sure, I've been Why fine. Not? Um, we got your comment from Put Up Your Curtis saying, "Seriously, boys, um, how are we going to um, how are we going to muster more than six points in these last eight games? And what universe are we playing better than six points in?" Eight I games? I don't know because we haven't beaten a good team since January. A team that I would consider not in the suck zone. We beat we beat Toronto and we beat Toronto, Toronto recently. So we've beaten two teams not in the suck zone in three months. You only play the teams that are right. There's twelve teams really. Twelve teams that are not in the suck zone. Everybody else is any wild card teams and maybe below wild card spot. They're near the suck zone. Yep. But uh, you know you're looking at at least right twelve teams, or it could. I mean, you could round up and say more, but at least twelve teams that are in the suck zone. Uh, good night, Goon Goon. D-Cut says here, fire TJ, hire D-Cut. Shout out to Phil's Facts. Wow. I remember when he used to say, he's like, you guys don't stop talking about Phil's Facts. Now there seems to be some sort of alliance building between D-Cut and Phil's Facts. Ooh. Yeah. Something's up. Hold on, Grumpy. Where is this guy? I know I see a lot. Of D- Where the hell is D-Cut from, Grumpy? Remind me again. D-Cut. Oh, he's from Isles Misery Rated R, that phenomenal Facebook fan group who are loyal listeners of the TJ and the Grumpy Old Man Show, as well as the Islanders Never Say Die podcast. So we always like to give them a shout-out, always. TJ, you know, he has a hot and cold relationship with them where we're thick as thieves, the Grumpy Old Man and I. <laughs> uh, there you go. Cut Shot Revenge says, seems like Horvat trade didn't change the Islanders' inability to score. No, it did not. John McMahon said, last good power play, Grumpy. I'll let you read that. Yep. John, Steve, John, Steve Thomas, Thomas, Ray Ferrar, Derek King, and uh, Malakoff. Very true. That was back in 93. Hey, Patrick Emma said, you already know it. We win the cup. We're winning the cup, baby. Um, and uh, <laughs> AP says here, we beat the Devils. No way. Um, not just Toronto and Vegas. Or maybe we did beat the Devils, and I just overlooked them. My We're mistake. not beating. Uh, when was that? In November? No, maybe I no, no, maybe I oh no, we beat the um oh, now I'm back in December. Give me a sec, I'll look it up. Um because yeah. maybe I just completely missed it. I'm not putting it past me. And I apologize if I did. Um go ahead, please continue reading comments. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Um Drew um 
Drew says, you know what they say, TJ, anything can happen, LOL. Tommy Baffey adds, Nelson was in concussion protocol that game. Yep, very true. JP said, if it weren't for Lemaire and Dryden, some of them leaving the NHL, the Islanders may not have had quite the run they did. Um, no, I think that it was time for the Islanders to take over. They had supplanted Montreal as the best team in the league. They had. Um, then Drew says, Grumpy, because you got to remember, we were the one team that uh, that could really play with Montreal. The other teams couldn't. Drew said, Grumpy, when should Lou trade Nelson to get Alex Newhook and picks? He already should have done that. That should have already been done. By, by the by, we beat the Devils. Last time we beat the Devils, AP was on, I'm seeing, December the 9th. Okay. So again, this year we've beaten, in 2023, we've beaten two teams that are not in the suck squad. It was Vegas once and Toronto once. So, anyway, um, Elon Avital, Grumpy. If the Islanders missed the playoffs and get smoked in round one, it would be malpractice for Lou to keep his job. By the way, Holbert is laughing all the way to the bank. $68 million in a laughter. There it is. Tommy B says, I have a splitting with Washington and Tampa and beating Philly and Montreal. I, I hope so. <laughs> I could see a splitting with I could see a split. I don't think we're beating Tampa. We're not beating any of the good teams. I yeah. Uh, I ugh. and uh, I think I think we're gonna ha- we're gonna have to beat Washington. I could see us going three and five. I really can. Yikes. AP said, and we beat the Rangers two out of three. Yeah, we're just That's talking a long about time ago in a place far, far away. We started off the season really hot, then got really kind of we struggled a bit and we started playing well. And as I think the, the reason we were doing that is because the show as of recent, we were taking care of business against the teams that were in the sex zone. We beat the teams we were supposed to beat. And now I'm interested because you look at the really hot teams the really good teams we played as of recent in the last three months, we've only beaten two good teams. And now we're going to play four of them in a five-game stretch, and I wonder what the result's going to be. That's the reason we're we bringing that up. Carolina, the Devils, and the Rangers three times this year. We played Columbus four times this year. The Flyers four. Philly four. Pittsburgh four. Washington four. Columbus four. We played the shitty teams all more than we played the good teams. If it's the other way around, we're on the outside looking into the playoffs. But hey, we we have been very we've had a fantastic schedule for us. Great job. We've had a very, very, very team friendly schedule this yep. season after one yep. that wasn't like that last year. Um, I'll agree the lunars the owners suck Lou off because <laughs> he's been somewhat competent. It's called chasing Foo's gold. And settling for mediocrity. That's what it is. JP said they had a terrible se- they, you know, they had a terrible season until the Goring trade of 1980. I'm not convinced even to this day, but if but but ifs and buts, um, glad Lemaire uh went to Switzerland and Dryden went to long law school. We were better than Montreal in 78 and 79. We were better than Montreal. We we're the best team in the league. I mean, losing to Toronto, still the worst loss ever for me. And then losing to the Rangers, who got beat by Montreal. Believe me, the the Canadians went when they got the Rangers in the finals. We would have beaten the Canadians. We're just better. We better than them at the end. Not in not in 76, 77, though. They were phenomenal. Paulo C. Grumpy. Guys, we should split with against Washington and Tampa and win against the Flyers and Canadians. I don't know why people are saying what makes you think we're beating Tampa? 
Now, people call us overdramatic when we lose games. I'll let you listen to this guy. This is Steve, somebody, Steve Dangle, I believe. The Islanders play a boring game. The Islanders play exactly how it goes in the playoffs. How many times do we have to go through this? How many times do we have to go through this? How many times do we have to go through this? This is how it goes in the playoffs. Sometimes you give up a breakaway to Cal Clutterbuck. You would never do that in the regular season unless you're the Toronto Maple Leafs. And it happens in the playoffs. That dude hung two on you. Hung two on you. How dare you let Cal Clutterbuck hang two on you? This isn't the OHL. He's not on the Gens. He's on the New York Islanders. <laughs> you see he how she's getting Jack when he's like, he have two fucking goals to Cal Clutterbuck. Man, that's how that's how you should react as a fan when some crazy shit happened. Anyway, um, by the way, Gonzaga didn't look so hot. Ah, Drew, it's fine. They made it. They hey, they made it to the lead eight. I thought they were going to do something this year, and they did. The lead eight's not bad. They're another loser way, school. They're another loser school. They never win. Bellows is in Philly. He just scored his third goal last game. He scored today, I think, too. So that's yep. four. No, so, he scored um, his third goal today. Okay. Dallas McDonald said, if you only put um, Bailey and Bridgeport, it leaves over $4 million on the books. You could bury uh, contracts, or um, you can bury contracts, or you can't really bury contracts anymore. I, I'm not too worried about burying Bailey's contract. Here's the thing. Blue Lamarillo is not going to make any sort of moves of, of consequence to add pieces that need to be added. And the team is past the point, Dallas. We're in a spot where we need to be restructuring. That's it. When was the last time he added a valuable piece in the offseason? Never. Got here. Elon Avital, Grumpy. How this moronic GM didn't sell Mayfield and Navarro mob at the deadline, I'll never understand. Expect the next five years in the lottery. What about Parise, too? You couldn't have got a second-round pick for Zach Parise or a third? I mean, then you can package picks to move on. It, just, it was mismanagement assets. Yeah. Patrick Hamos said that TJ just pretend he didn't know who Steve Dangle was on YouTube. I know he's a guy I see sometimes on Twitter who's having those crazy freakouts for Toronto. I don't watch a lot of Twitter that's not or YouTube that's not unless it's like something I've got specific to watch. I don't watch any hockey YouTubers at all. And not, you know, don't take it personally, but I just don't. Um, and uh also, why didn't that moronic general manager not pick up Jacob Vrana. Yeah, Jacob Vrana. When he was on waivers, I'm all rules. I'm all rules. F gentleman agreements. Well, here's the thing. You could have even traded for him and given up a seventh round pick if you wanted to follow the gentleman's agreement. You could have given up for a seventh round pick. Vrana has talent for free. Ego free. Take him. We didn't want him. Said, no, we're stuffed. We don't want any of that prime grade Angus beef. We just want to keep eating freaking garbage scraps. Anyway, Paulo C says, TJ, we beat uh, Jersey, Toronto in December and beat Toronto, or Jersey and Toronto. And we December. beat Toronto. We only played Toronto twice this year. They beat us both times. Yeah, we beat them twice. So we beat them in Toronto. We beat them in December and we beat, no, they beat us in December, I think. Anyway, yeah, we're just looking at the last three months. We've beaten two teams. At we're good looking 2023. I don't want to go back to 1917. Hey, remember we beat the Ottawa, Gen Ottawa Centrals, uh, Senators back then? No, no. Um, Okay. Oh God! Put up the video of him when that forty-two-year-old Zamboni driver who worked for the Leafs beat him. That video is gold. Oh God. Um. Anyway. Uh. Okay. Well, uh, Grumpy, we are here at the end of the show today. What do you want to say before we wrap things up? I want to say love and laughter to everyone who listens, and even those who don't. From TJ and the Grumpy Old Man. 
Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning into the show and watching. Sorry that today, obviously, did not have good results for our Islanders, and we've had two stinkers this weekend. But thank you so much, everybody, for watching the show, commenting in, sharing your opinions and thoughts about this time period. The Islanders are still in the playoff spot. I still firmly believe the Islanders are making the playoffs, so that is the little bit of the silver lining, at least for the current time period. And I want to thank you so much, everybody, for commenting and tuning in, and thank you, Grumpy. My pleasure. Please hit the thumbs up button, hit the like button. Do those things for us. And listen to TJ the Grumpy Old Man tomorrow night at 8 o'clock. All right. Yes. Thank you.